Let's drop the green flag on this episode of the Talent Tank Podcast with your host, Wyatt Pemberton, bringing you the best, fastest, most knowledgeable personalities in Ultra 4 and off-road racing. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. The Talent Tank. Little uh, pre-show action going on here. We haven't tried this before, but uh, new new format, different format. I'm experimenting, but I'm not. I mean, we're literally going to carry the best and best insider information you can get. On with me today, we got Mr. Miles Hasekist. Miles, how are you? Oh, good, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you the last, you know, forever. But the last few weeks, we've been pretty in depth, and uh, this should be a fun show. And uh, KOH 2021 is as goofy as 2020 was. We're going to have a good time. Well, this show right here, this is uh, brought to you, brought to everyone by RCV Performance. I got to give a hand out to these guys. Anyone who listened to you know, this show from the very beginning, I'm really selective about who I have on as advertisers and who I you know assign my name with. And all the advertisers that I've had today have just been the best pillars of the community. I mean, we had you know Brannick at one point. We had Mass Performance Magnitude Springs. And then we had a custom splice out of Lawrence, Kansas, but man, these guys, RCV performance, we've known miles and I both, we've known Ricky Berry over there. They're uh, their marketing guy. You know, they're out of Rockford, Illinois. And uh, we've known Ricky, gosh, he was in high school when I first met him. So this is back in the mid two thousands. I knew him before he had a driver's license. Uh, it's been 15, maybe 18 years back, uh, back before rock bouncing, rock racing, or any of that was even a thing. It was just trail riding. So Ricky B's, uh, you know, depth in the four wheel drive and him filling into RCV's a, a good fit. Oh, he's a great, he's great over there. And, you know, with that, you know, I, I support, you know, like you said, you, you've heard me say this. I know you have a saying for it. What's your exact saying of the support? Uh, you know, just RCV's a, a great deal. So uh, please support who supports the sport. I like that. You know, you make it rhyme and you make it real so easy. I, that's a tongue twister for me. My, my <laughs> thing is, you know, I want to align the show, align myself, align my personal brand and use well, miles align your brand with, uh, with companies that represent what we like and, and, and do. And with RCV, I mean, these guys hundred percent American made product, hundred percent American made with American made tooling. That's how American these guys are. They've been around since 1949. They've been uh, the last 20 years, their division RCV performance, where they've, they just threw out the book on what CV manufacturing was and whatever, whatever people thought it was before these guys literally took the book and threw it out the door. And I've heard their, their head of the organization, Jim Olson say that exact thing. They threw the book out, the things that they are doing with CVs in the way that we, as an industry, we, as a hobby group, we, as a family are testing them. We're competitors. We're testing them in the the craziest of climates and the craziest of situations, the craziest of races. If they make something, we throw more horsepower at it. If they make something with a ton of angle, we, we ask them for more angle and they've answered and they've answered and they've answered. And, and look at it like all the big names run them. I mean, I'm trying to think of a big name that, that doesn't run them. And I can't really think of too many. Uh, they make an amazing product and uh, they get, they get tested hard and they, uh, they prove themselves. Yeah, look at the front of any of the front-running UTVs. Actually, the, the whole UTV field. Let's look at them. Your Jeeps that are out trail riding, any of your Ultra 4 cars. Look on the front of those cars, and you will see that you'll, orange You'll see bell, the orange bell. Yep. The orange bell. Like, I mean, and when you say, you know, you know it, 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 for me, what I think about when I see them, I almost think about them like warm winches. What warm winches mean for off-road and Ultra 4? And you can't hardly go off-roading without a warm winch. 
you can't hardly go off-roading without an RCV, you know, CV setup, you know, and actually, I mean, you obviously can go uh, wheeling without it, but how much is your time as on a weekend, if you're going wreck wheeling, even, you know, how much time do you want to spend on the side of the trail fixing your axle compared to just put the right stuff in the beginning? You know, you have hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars in the weekend, you know, and, and fuel and, and lodging and all that and and, time off. And you and- can be, yeah. And you can be stuck on the side of the trail working on something. So it's, it, you know, proofs in the pudding. RF, RCV has it figured out. Yeah. I prefer to spend my time on the side of the trail, drinking beer, not spinning wrenches. Well, RCV performance, rcvperformance.com, hit them up. They will be on the lake bed. They will be vendors this year. They've been vendors. I think this is their 10th year in a row out supporting the event. You know, they, they are amazing. They will not be selling products on the lake bed to my knowledge. And if I understood correctly that you can still buy everything you want, have it drop shipped to your house, everything you need, they've got it online or you can call them. But uh, they've got a promo code, KOH2021, that uh, you'll be able to use all the way until February the 6th of, of 2021 to get, I believe it's a show special, the 10% discount that they would have offered on the lake bed. They're offering it up online now today. Just, you know, in, in the times we're in, you know, one, they don't have, need to haul product out there. Two, you don't need to, you know, be swapping cash with them or hauling off parts, you know, from the lake bed from them. But RCV Performance Guys, thank you for supporting the show, supporting the talent tank, and for everyone listening, you know, support those guys that support us. All right, Miles, here we go. So this is going to be fun, right? This is the hashtag KOH 2021, the talent tank pre-show brought to you by RCV Performance. It's Miles, Wyatt, and people are listening going, what, what, what do you expect? I mean, this year is, you know, 2020 was crazy. Racing was out the door, and here we are. King of the Hammers is happening in days. It's going off. Hammertown is mostly built. You can't, you, there's places in Los Angeles, you can't even eat in a restaurant and we're going to put on a race out in the desert. If that doesn't tell you the hurdles and the insanity of what Dave Cole and Alan Johnson and Ryan Thomas and Don the whole Hammer King, yeah, the whole Hammer King crews put it, their heart and soul in it to make it happen. So huge shout out to those guys for uh, bringing it to us. So uh, they've they've dotted their eyes, crossed the T's, and and lots and lots of hurdles. I talk to Dave on a regular basis at this point, and you can tell it in his voice. He's stressed as he's always stressed, but I think there's this extra level. These guys have moved mountains; they've made magic happen. And I saw today uh, people are starting to get their COVID test uh, delivered to the house. So we're going to talk about that here in a little bit as well. But before we get to talking about COVID protocols, I do want to say a couple things that just, you know, are near and dear to me on this. Guys, when you show up on the lake bed, just remember, all eyes are on us. Don't be that guy. And don't give, you know, the people that want to see our event shut down, don't give them ammunition. If you see someone doing something along those lines, be an ambassador for the sport, you know, be an ambassador for the family and, and say something, say something to whoever that is. This isn't, you know, trying to, we're not trying to stop somebody that's bouncing off the rev limiter on back door. That should and always should happen, but just make sure they have a mask on. Okay. That's it. And just like in, just like in years past, I mean, you know, we, we've been doing an amazing job, you know, you know, just like trash, pack it in, pack it out. Uh, you know, that, that's a real deal and COVID all eyes are on us. So it's, it's for us to fail, it's for us to succeed. So I know, I know us, I know you guys, we can make this happen. We just have to work together and, 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 and do it. 
So guys, what to expect today? So Miles and I, we're going to go through, I actually have some COVID uh, information that I want to pass on the mitigation plan from, uh, from Hammer King. And then we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes. We've got some call-ins lined up uh, with some really cool folks. We're going to walk, do a little bit of a walkthrough on the race course. And then we're going to do a uh, kind of a, a walkthrough of the classes and talk about each class and what they have going on or each individual race and kind of what they have going on. Uh, some of them, you know, we don't have a ton of information on. I'm not going to lie right now, like the motos. I'm not a moto guy. Like if anyone has seen me ride two wheels, I'm not good at it. And I just, and miles I've seen is, you on a pit bike a few times. <laughs> that's what I meant. And it wasn't good. Was it? <laughs> not at all. Yeah. I, I've but, seen it, you. but it was good. I mean, it well, was fun. To well, walk. right. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone's like, Hey, white, come get on my pit bike. And I'm like, no, no, that's not, no. The worst wreck I ever had on a pit bike was headed to back door. We were all wearing car right hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. A good buddy <laughs> you were. You busted were. a beard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're, you're headed up there to watch. I think we're just w- going to head, head up and watch people just bang on it uh, yeah, one play, evening. Play night. Yep. And so we're on, uh, we're on pit bikes. We're cruising up there. And, you know, that sand wash just below back door. I don't know what happened, but I jumped off that thing and, uh, and like the front end washed out. Oh, completely. I hit the sand. And then you wrecked and you popped the beer that was in your car. So it made it look like you pissed your pants. <laughs> oh, I, I think I had two beers in each jacket pocket and then two beers in each, uh, overall pocket or whatever. And, and two of them exploded and it, it was a disaster <laughs> and I was cold and it was wet and it was windy and it I was, was awesome. I was so miserable and y'all were just laughing but Hey, I still had like six cold beers. Two of them might've broke, but I was still good. But that might have been the last time you saw me ride. That's and that's been some years ago. Yeah, well, so that covers King of the Motos. Yeah, so we won't talk about that much, but we'll get there. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that. So that's kind of what to expect. We're going to roll through this, but I'm going to dive into uh, COVID protocols real quick. Kind of what to expect from what I gleaned, from what I've gleaned uh, from talking to all the, all the crew over at, uh, at Hammer King and um, and Ultra Four Racing and the information that they provided with me. Really, there's there's for me, boiling it down, there's two designations. There's white wristbands and there's blue wristbands. I'm going to talk about the white wristbands real quick. That's you know, probably the, the easiest. That's for everybody that comes to the Hammers that doesn't plan to go into Hammertown. You can you know, get, at the gate, you still pay your 30 bucks for the week long of racing. And you just have to you know pass the, the basic of a, basically just a temperature check. Yeah, yeah. To you and you can even get if you fail the first temperature check, they will bring a different thermometer and check it again. Now, if you fail the second time, they can't even let you in. You won't even get a, a white wristband. So just just FYI on that. But if you're good, you can come. You can come into the hammers, pay your money, do whatever you like. You just can't go into Hammertown. That's the only limitation from what I can tell with the white wristband. Now, let's say you have a white wristband and you decide, you know what, I'd like some, you know, Dang Brothers pizza and i want to go in there and i want to get some get get me some pizza they have the ready test the quick rapid test at gate two right next to the big merch big and merch. they're only 20 bucks 20 and bucks. it takes about 15 uh 15 minutes so it doesn't cost any more to get into Hammertown. it just co- uh you know you just have to cover the cost of the rapid test and so you take that and then they'll they'll swap out your white wristband for a blue wristband and you know what? i dropped in there that big merch would be sitting at a uh, gate two that's another change for this year. Merch and is that's usually on the outside. That's on the of outside of Hammertown. So you don't have to go into Hammertown if you want to buy King of the Hammers merchandise. It will be right there at gate two. Yeah, Roxy's gonna be there. She's gonna be busy. She's got her whole team. You know, they just showed up a couple days ago and the they got a truckload of stuff. So yeah, I, some cash. I saw the guys like printing. You know what the coolest thing that I saw that they're making is 
flannels. They've got flannel shirts. They've got like a red. It was, maybe it's a maroon. Yeah, those are the, the off the grid flannels. Those are slick. Yeah, they are nice. And then they've got a blue, like a royal blue. I like both. I'm not a flannel guy, so it, I wouldn't look good in it. I mean, I am. I'm I'm concerned about my looks here, but they look pretty badass. Like I saw, like Brian you Croft. You might be able to pull it off, actually. Man, I, I feel like I'd look like with my my stature and my goatee, I'd look like a lumberjack, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Paul <laughs> Bunyan, uh, only fatter. <laughs> Yeah, lots of left. No, uh, Brian Crofts, I saw him wearing a, uh, you know, a, 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 some flannels last year. I looked, I was like, man, Brian, you actually look pretty good. You're a handsome looking dude wearing flannel. And I'm like, so it, Brian Crofts can pull off the flannel. Hey, he's engaged. Back off. This is true. This he's He is expecting. He is with child. Oh, well, nice. I mean, Bailey's with, but, you know, yeah. it's roughly the same thing. Same, same. <laughs> no, I'm going to let that one go before everyone went on there. <laughs> boycotts, boycotts us for, uh, for making light of a. Uh, all in good fun. Oh, it totally all in good fun. So we talked about, you know, the, the, the white wristband, the white wristband getting you in, into the hammers or into the lake bed, into Johnson Valley, into Johnson period. Valley, and, yeah, and, 92,000 acres. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's huge. So social distancing at its finest. Yeah. And, and as you get into the hammers, as you come to the welcome gate, you will have, you'll read the signage. The signage is going to be everything. If you are general emission, look, and you're looking for the, a white or a blue g- general mission, you're going to go left. There is going to be signage for you to go left for the guys that go right. Let's talk about them real quick. Your guys that are going to go right. They are going to be vendor staff, competitors, crew, media. They're guys that are pretty much guaranteed that they need to be, they, they need to get some registration paperwork and guarantee that they're going to end up in Hammertown. Yeah. They need uh, to prove with the COVID test or the antibodies or the vaccine or proof that you've had COVID. Yeah. So there's, you know, complete options there, right? There's basically you need to meet the protocol for admission to Hammertown and to meet that you need to provide a negative COVID test result or proof of antibodies or the vaccine test results that are valid for seven days. Seven days prior to your first entrance. That's right. That's right. And then submit to a self-administered, or you can submit to a self-administered on-site. You can purchase at the Welcome Gate or at Big March. And that would be if you had a white wristband there at Gate 2, you could get it swapped to a blue. For anyone who is unable to re, re, or refuses to provide the, those results, they just won't, they won't be access, you know, granted access to Hammertown at that, you know, if that, they're there for blue. The blue one, you know, it, it's going to provide you access to those controlled areas. That's really the gist that we need to get out there that um, if you see folks wearing a white wristband in Hammertown, they shouldn't be there. They haven't, you know, totally been tested. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's simple. It, it, you know, everybody be smart, have fun. You know, we want this race to happen just as bad as you guys. So it's simple. We got to play by the rules and, uh, and, 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 you know, put this thing off. We've seen, you know, time and time again, everything's getting postponed, canceled, but KOH is happening. So let's, let's, let's make it happen. It's, It's up to us. So let's talk about that. Exactly what that looks like at the welcome gate. If you come in your crew, staff, vendor media, or even if you're coming in as for the white wristband, just GA, watch the event signage. I can't express that enough. The signage should be correct and accurate for which direction, where do you go? When you pull up, when you pull up, KOH staff members will approach the driver passenger windows, depending on how many people are in the car and where they're at. And they will, they're assuming that, you know, you're at, you're looking for access to come in. And what they'll do is they're going to take your temperature. If your temperature is below the, the threshold and you provide your, negative test, then you can park and you can go into 
the the tent there, the the reception tent, the welcome tent, and get your packets and get your correct wristbands. Do all, all your normal signage and whatnot. All your normal signage. But the key is do not exit your vehicle until after KOH staff have told you you are good to go. Now, and there will be plenty of people directing you. So just like normal, just pay attention, be calm, be courteous, and patience. Now, will there be issues and hangups and slip-ups and chaos yeah, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be some of that. So because it's a learning curve for everybody. I mean, it's it's going to be a fluid situation. What's today? We 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 don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, but the Hammer King guys are are doing their best, and uh, and let, let's like I said, it's up to us to make it happen. So so have some patience, have some grace. You'll be on the lake bed pretty quickly. Hey, I skipped over. I glossed over the threshold for that temperature test. It's one hundred point four. Correct. And that's kind of it. I think there's, you know, Hammer King is doing a lot along those lines to ensure that their staff is safe. Uh, the media staff is safe. Uh, I knew as of yesterday, they, you know, the, the on-site Yelter Force staff, there's about 40 of them out 40 there right plus, now. 40 plus, yep, yep. 40 plus. They'd all tested negative. And so they've been doing a very good job of trying to keep themselves separated from from the public and from uh, interactions outside of their tight group of 40 for Horse marking for tent setup for building the utilities, the infrastructure that all go into Hammertown. So, you know, kudos to those guys. And you can, uh, you know, obviously go go on to ultraforracing.com and and lots of this uh, COVID information is on there. So, if there's any updates, you know, Alan's on the ball with it. He'll be uh, either sending out emails or updating the website. So, just uh, you know, pay attention. Uh, this will, you know, obviously air Monday. Things could change, but it's looking good. Yeah, it's a dynamic situation. I think we've dynamic, had that, yep, you know, fluid. what are we, we're nine months into shelter in place for 14 days, <laughs> 10 months. God. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it really is ridiculous. And and it really is, you know, it, it's crazy. That, and, and people say this is the new normal. This isn't the new normal. Normal, the, no, no. this is insane. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there will be. This is insanity at its finest. But you know what? We're going to jump through the hoops because we want to see racing. Our friends want to race. We want to race our business livelihoods, et cetera, et cetera, at all, all kind of, a, you know, land on this. And just like the ultra four family, we figured out just like on the side of the race course, you figure it out. We're going to get through this together, but it takes all of us. It absolutely does. The next thing is face mask, man, mask up guys. That's I, I absolutely hate mask. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely you mean hate it, you know, on a daily basis, I wear it a couple times a day, usually from the front of the restaurant to the seat, to my seat. And somehow COVID stays over the top of my head. But, um, you know, we're going to be out there in the public, on in the public land. land on federal land. And, so, and there's a new executive order. rules. Yeah. Wear a mask. If you are, you know, obviously if you're in your toter home or you're in your trailer, or you're in your race tent, that's another story, but be but smart. Six foot. Yeah, and, and and watch the six foot thing um, as best you can. But if you're out just strolling Hammertown, I mean, it's not that much different. I know I always have a buff on anyway or a bandana just for the dust. It's not. I don't think it's going to be that big of a change. I really don't at this point. And while we're talking about that, uh, you know, so uh, one of the things that Ultra Four is doing is uh, the the drivers' meetings will be on a, on a network via Zoom. So that's going to be one thing that's that we are or that Hammer King is doing to uh, help with the COVID situation is, and it'll be actually be kind of nice because you can hear and see a lot better and not have a bunch of people in one tent. So man, great they, they're doing some crazy things. Yeah, great segue on that, Miles. Yeah, so they're going to Hammer King has set up a a, a Hammertown network. I believe it's only going to be and available, just, and that's just in the, fancy internet, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. I don't know. I mean, this is about this is Travis Walder 
level. This is above Genius my pay grade. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, savant level internet going on. No, uh, they are going to be broadcasting the live feed and the drivers' meetings are going to be on a local network broadcast uh, in the Hammertown vicinity. I assume it's all Hammertown will be covered. I bet there's going to be some bleed over where you'll probably be able to watch it on your phone or whatever outside of Hammertown. Um, but that's, you know, what you see on the big screen is what you should be able to see on this local network. I'm not sure how that works. I don't know if it's hardwired and you get a plug up in in every pit location or if it's Wi-Fi enabled. I don't know. I hadn't had that conveyed to me, but I was very, very excited to hear about this uh, kind of local network. So um, when it comes to like driver's meeting stuff, if you aren't comfortable being there with, you know, everybody else that, that tries to cram into that tent, you don't need to, that you can catch it elsewhere. And you'll be able to uh, to contact Hammer King 24-7 via that, that network, too. You know, it may not be an instant uh, reply, but they will be monitoring that 24-7. So there will be constant contact between, you know, any racer, Hammer King, all that jazz. So uh, should, you know, it's going to be a goofy year, but we're going to we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And that said, there is a, a COVID-19 coordinator's name's Rob Miner. Uh, he'll typically be stationed, you know, somewhere around gate two. You know, you can always get anybody with uh, with Hammer King or Ultra 4 Racing. Uh, you can get relayed over to to Rob for COVID issues on Weatherman. That's going to be 151.65. Everyone should have that one memorized. If you're in off-road racing, you should know uh, what channel Weatherman is and what that call-out is. Also, you should be able to get them on Ultra 4, Ultra 4 1. And I don't know how many people have that in their radio, but that's a 151.700. And that's a good one to remember. I don't know if you need that tattooed on your wrist or whatever, but that's a good one to know. But Weatherman, 151.65, you can always get a hold of Ultra 4 um, across there uh, or Ultra 4 1. Um, obviously, don't turn your mic on there and uh, and then push it in and then shove it between the seats and drive <laughs> off. People will find you and kill you. I mean, that's just how that's going to work on a stuck mic. But um, if you do have an emergency and you do need to get a hold of someone, operational support, COVID-19 coordinator, or just uh, have other issues. Everyone knows those frequencies will co- are effective like a nine one one for the lake bed. Okay, guys, and use them sparingly. That's not for that's not for going and asking if you can get p- pizza delivered to uh, your toter. That's for you've got a problem. Okay. All right, moving on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about the live feed. I mean, so we've kind of talked about it. You started it up. Live feed is unchanged unchanged well it's kind of changed we don't have added to well it's augmented but it's subtracted we subtracted the euros so you know we've removed the the accented guys i mean i don't want to say that about our buddy jim marsden and that he's not going to be there i don't want to say that about our buddy ben napier nappy hair (laughs) ben won't get a fill in and jump in you know all of our foreign guys that aren't able to make it to the race so we are and a lot of behind the scene guys are going to be so we're going to miss all all our all our foreigners heavily so yeah uh, but tune in you'll be there in spirit they will absolutely i mean and a lot of hammer a lot of hammertown gets built but a lot of euros come over for that you know chris bowler Bowler. uh, man i I just i can't say enough crossland ian I, I mean, just all of them. I, I, I love them all. There's certain, there's another couple that I will not say their name because it'll be like, why? I can't believe you didn't say my name, but the big guy, we know the big guy, the, the, the big guy will not be there. And I don't mean Ian. I don't mean Ian Cherry. Love all you guys. Sorry, you guys aren't going to make it, but let's talk about the live feed real quick. We're going to be short Jim Marsden, but the live feed is still awesome. This year we gain a Pam Hall. Pam Hall is amazing. She was actually on the talent tank uh, a month ago or a month or so ago. 
amazing woman. She's really coming up in her own uh, as an announcer in Ultra 4. Today, she's out marking course with JT Taylor. We're going to ring her here in a little bit. We might not get her. We may get her. We'll see. I, I talked to her early this morning. But with that, and then we have the normals too. We have, you know, Ricky Johnson, Ian, uh, Ian Johnson, not related. Uh, you know, Scott Rain, he's been with us for a long time. We've added a uh, Tiffany Stone. You've recognized her. She does lots of pit reporting. She'll be at the remote pit one, I believe. And we'll have a uh, Larry Rossler's going to be guest. We have a few more other guests that could be. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the host talent's going to be thick and we'll bring you the best, uh, live show we can and pay per view this year. I mean, that's going to be fun. I'm that's excited cool. about the pay per view. And, and the pay-per-view sounds like, oh man, you know, we're going to pay more money. Now, let me tell you what you get, right? Right now, $35, it gets you every race on the live feed for the year. It, this is an augmentation to the live feed. So this looks more like NFL all access. This looks like the NASCAR garage stuff. It's where there will be some in-car, there will be some in-car radio. So if you just want to listen to Jason Shearer, I believe he's one of the drivers that they are trying to wire up to his frequency. So you'll hear you know, how his race is going. I believe Shannon Campbell was another that, that, that was thrown out for guys that have been approached about. So you will be locking. Or if you just want to see the action on Backdoor, you can have the live feed up on one side and you can have your pay-per-view access you know, on another monitor or on your phone or on another TV or whatever you want and just have that thing, you know, locked in, break the knob off and watch the action at back door. But, but remember that, you know, we are, it's not pay-per-view only. The live show will still be there. It's, this is just added to, like you said, the in car, the in video, there's going to be an extra heli feed, I believe. So it's, it's, you know, it's 10 bucks for the week or 35 for the year. It, it's worth it. You don't know how much money Dave invests in the live show, how much stuff they play with, they try with. So this just a little bit to help him because it, you know, he spends a ton of money and it's not free. So, you know, 35 bucks for a whole season, well worth it. Do it. And, and we're going to bring you one hell of a show. And, and back to the live show is you don't have to come with the hammers. Stay at home if you want. The live show is amazing. I mean. Well, let me tell my story. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. So I'm terrible. I'm going to straight up. Everyone's going to realize that this is my, this is my, why it's life hack on King of the Hammers. It's, I'm, I'm terrible about, even, I'm going to call myself out here. So since 2014, I was to race in 2014. We had a, a, a radiator issue, couldn't repair it. I raced Parker a couple of days before and end up on the road, driving home to Texas on the Friday of the 4,400 race, end up realizing the coverage is amazing. So pretty much since then I have missed the 4,400 race and this year will be no different. I am flying. So you, home. you come out to the hammers, hang out with the boys, check everything out, yeah. shake the hands, kiss the babies. And then you go home and sit on your couch and watch it. <laughs> well, la- well, yes and no. Usually I'm driving. So I'm, you know, somewhere in, in West Texas last year. Forever. I happened to, I, yeah, exactly. Last year. I just happened to be pulling, I pulled in my driveway after 24 hours on the road and I sat down and in the next 30 minutes, Josh Blyler, Marcos Gomez and Eric Miller, you know, cross the finish line. And just, so you were, you were watching from the couch when Josh Blyler was upside down for 30 minutes. Yes. And blew a motor. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I was, and I was freaking out. And then I, and then the helicopter chase on Marcos Gomez and you get to see in his a arm get ripped off as he totally wadded that up. It was insanity. And yes, I got to watch it from my couch. I wasn't sitting. There was no sitting. I was standing up and I'd been up for 20 some hours at that point and I'm jumping up and down stressed out about it. And it was the coverage you were there, but you were there, oh, yeah. there. I watched it with you through your eyes and it was the live coverage was amazing. 
I don't want to, you know, tell people don't come to Lake Bed because the the atmosphere and the event itself is amazing. But I fly out and th- this year. I fly home on Friday evening. I get into to Houston sometime uh, before 10 p.m. and then I'm going to wake up, eat some, eat some breakfast, and turn on the live show and be ready for a full day of uh, of watching the, the insanity. I'm ready. I'm so ready for and it. Again, so and again with COVID, we we do encourage the live show. You know, if you're you know, have any inkling of not coming, don't watch the live show. I mean, last year we had a uh, 3, 3 million, million unique views and that was 30% up from 2019. And we're hoping to do that again. We're hoping for 4 million views this year. So, and that goes back to you guys sharing with your friends, friends, family, get on the Instagram, hashtag it up, get on the, uh, the Facebook, start a watch party, hit the share button. Like, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, let's, 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 uh, ultra four is awesome. That's my passion. Obviously that's your passion. If you're listening to this, that's your passion too. So well, let, let, I, let's make ultra four amazing. And, I love it. Love and it. I know so far in the show, it sounded like a big commercial, right? You've heard about RCV. We've told you, we've talked at you about COVID protocols. We're all kind of almost numb to those, but I just want to get the right information in front of you. We've told you the live show is just exactly what it is. So now at this point, we need to get into, uh, in my so opinion, if, if this is a commercial, are, are we getting paid? I, <laughs> I don't, I try not to cuss. I just about dropped an F bomb there. Um, oh, no. So, so I, I am doing this. Uh, buddies. you know, okay. we're, you know, lucky to have RCV performance, um, you know, covering the editing bill and, uh, and some of the cost around that, but no, I was just know, talking about so, me. Oh, I will give you beer. <laughs> How's that? That's all I need. Uh, you're, Perfect. you're good. So, I'm not, and, but I'm not good about getting your beer though. So I'll make the promise. <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm like, Oh, want a bottle of water? Miles, don't yeah, you need yeah. another water? Wow. Yeah. So let, let, let's, let's, let's get into race stuff. Let's get, a, let's get away from kind of the administrative section of the, of this show. Let's talk about what people dialed in. I mean, at this point, they're 30 minutes in on an ad and nobody wants to hear that. So yeah, yeah. now, now this part gets easy. This part gets fun. It's just, yeah, we'll roll it. This is going to be the good stuff. All right. So. Did we cover all the information I think we need to get? I think we did, right? Oh, probably not, but enough of it. Uh, enough of it. Is enough that I can remember. So that said, course, the course is released on Wednesday at noon, right? Thursday at noon. Are you sure? Nope. I thought it was Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday, but we'll do a fact check later. Sorry, guys. I might, you know, we're lying. It doesn't really matter to us. We don't really care. But what we do <laughs> care about is we can talk to you guys about, you know, the first loop. First loop, 76.4 miles. That's loop A. Loop B is 40 miles. You know, the meat and potatoes here. Thursday at noon, it opens pre running. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, why did I write down Wednesday? I'm not very good with this stuff, apparently. The pits, uh, remote pit at race mile 15. Remote pit at race mile 61. So only two remote pits, unlike past years. That's right. And remote two is where 2B was last year. So Correct. FY, So there's no 2A. It's just two. It's just it, two. Well, it is where 2B was. And so that really puts it with there's no pits. Well, let's, well, I need to back off that. Let me back off that. Let's talk, you know, the desert race, desert race. Those guys are going to be 117 miles. So they're going to get uh, loop A, loop B. And actually, I'm sorry about that. That loop B, the 40 miles, that's just for the desert race. I'm sorry. That's 117 miles. I, I, loop B should have all the rock trails in it, right? Not for the desert. <laughs> Not for the desert, but for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've got that going. So I've got, a, I've, I've got a couple little things here real quick. Man, I was looking at the course. Miles, is this right? Did they really say these guys are going uphill to pay? 
Uh, to, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think that's going to be on lap three, if I'm not mistaken. And I was talking to JT, and he said it's no punk. This year, it's going to be tough. Uh, up, hell to pay, and then that new uh, King's Graveyard, like, we're going back to rock crawling. Well, I uh, saw the I saw the King's Graveyard stuff from Cody, and and that's Cody Wagner. He went out and showed some videos. Of, well, these guys are coming down that trail, right? Yeah, they're coming down it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it it looks it, it looked gnarly. I, I did like the the flyover, the Googler flyover. How insane that looks with the the verticals. Doesn't look like there's any real good place. You know, like on a lot of the other rock trails, looks like there's some good bypasses up on the sides of the mountain this didn't look like any of that yeah i don't think there's any bypasses it's you're gonna have to go down the 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 tough tough part and i think we're you know dave was talking in the pre-show that you're gonna be coming down that more than likely in the dark and uh we'll have all the rigid lights have it lit up for 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 safety but also for the camera crew it's it's gonna be awesome to have uh to have that all lit up for for everybody back at home watching i can't wait it's gonna be an epic finish yeah, I mean, every year is an epic finish, but this one should be, <laughs> should be extra crazy. And then the other thing I had knows, so we talked about Key Street, you know, and we talked about the course. We talked about Hell to Pay. You know, as we kind of roll into the show, as Hammers opens, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I know someone, like I said, I mentioned Pam Hall earlier. She's going to be joining you uh, here in a little bit for this year. Uh, we're going to call her, and I believe she is out. On course. Yeah, she's already been there for a few days helping with everything. And I think she's out with JT as we speak, trying to mark course. So, yeah, I'm trying to get to the point where actually, so she's texting with me. That's that, that's sign one. And let me, uh, let me plug my phone in and see if I can raise her. All right. Well, I'm not getting her, but we'll see if she comes back real quick. We'll drop this. Well, I guess if uh, if she is out marking course, it, uh, the race course does not go by the cell phone bush. No, I think that's <laughs> tip one, at least not at this time of the day. Well, so that, that that's all right. We can jump forward. Uh, we are going to move on to uh, basically after Hammers is open, the first event that we have going on. Pretty awesome. It's an amazing weekend. We shit, you know, the whole schedule got shifted. So this one is now uh, the Toy Tires Desert Challenge opening weekend presented by Monster Energy. This is going to be awesome. I mean, there's, we're talking the B2s versus the B3 grudge match. We're talking MP Class 11 showdown. Nothing's presented by Baja Jerky. That's, you know, B1s versus T2s, the Battle of the Lake Bed. And then, of course, I mean, the Toyo Tires Desert Challenge. I mean, the T1s. The T1s, I the mean, Ultimate just, Boys, just, Bryce Mizzy. Yeah, and if you haven't heard one of these guys ground pound past you and just thumping your heart, you know, as they go by, you're missing out on life. I mean, there's, the only thing I can say that is close to having BJ Baldwin or Andy McMillan or, or Cam Steele or Cam Steele go by you at 110 miles an hour right there, throwing rocks, slinging rocks. The only thing I can compare that to is top field dragsters just watching one launch. So, so quick story on that. I was riding with you at the mint and we're on the, we're, we're racing the unicorn and we're heading across that lake bed and some pretty good dust. I'm going to say we're doing a, a you know, right around a hundred and all of a sudden we get blown by, by, I don't remember who it was. And I haven't been scared many times that scared the devils out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were, uh, that, that was the, the nursing issue, right? We had, uh, yeah. we, we got hot and it was crazy. You know, we couldn't run. We should have been running 130, 135 across that lake bed at that point. 
we did have clean air. We were on the right side of the dust, but we had to slow down because we started getting hot. And next thing you know, I want to say it was Tracy Graff. I'm going to go with this uh, Tracy Graff. Okay. Tracy Graff blew our but door probably off. 40, 40 miles an hour faster. And we were going 100. Like, Whoa. We were, we were going 100. Yeah. I should they, have been watching just, the mirrors better. I, I do love that. But you know what that means? If we're going to talk about, you know, the Toyo Tires Desert Challenge and desert trucks, we got to do one thing. Fishgistics. We got to call Austin Fish Farner. Let's dial him up. Fishgistics. Fishgistics. See if we can see if, how many rings it takes for him to answer. Hello. Fish. Hey, what's going on, man? All right. So here we are. We've got Austin Fish Farner on the phone. Thanks for picking up fish. Thanks for agreeing to come on the talent tank. You've got yeah, no problem. You've got Miles. Miles, the 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 sexy voice of Hammertown. And then myself. Hello, buddy. And uh, you know, we're calling to talk to you about something that's coming up here in oh, I guess ten days away, you know, five days away, seven days away, something like that. It's very, very soon. Desert racing. Yep. yep. Trophy trucks, class ones, and I know they have different names. We'll talk about that, and we're going to laugh about that because I know your take on that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and what's going to go on down at King of the Hammers for basically what's going to be now this desert racing weekend before the whole rock racing week starts. And, man, you're our proxy, man. You're, my, you're the go-to guy in my book with Fistgistics, your, your operation over there, at Fistgistics on Instagram, on Facebook. You live feed, live stream. And cover every desert race, all of Baja. Yeah, love, love, love all the updates. They're awesome. Yeah, man, you're the guy, right? So we're going to talk to, you know, I mean, we can call trophy truck drivers. We know those guys. I mean, th- th- they come try to race on our turf. You know, they're, they're trying to learn <laughs> what the hammers are about. And I even remember uh, there, there's a race that's actually coming up. That's actually, you know, uh, got canceled. It got punted to, you know, six, eight months in the future from now. But King, King of the Hammers is going on. I remember when those guys came and tried to lure one of the King of Hammers folks to help them build the equivalent of a hammer town for their event. It just never yep. happened. It was, it was terrible. Well, Austin, yeah, what uh, Dave does is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what Dave does is absolutely gravy. And he's, he's a big idea guy. And I think everyone knows and it that. works. It does. So we want to talk to you fish. We're going to, we, we, I think my idea of how this is going to go, this is obviously the first pre-show as you know, of, and I know you've done plenty of pre-shows for races, little, little prologues. Yeah. I think it's kind of along those lines, but as, this is new, right? This format's new last year. How many desert trucks did we have racing at King of Hammers last year? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. I think it was, it was less than, than a dozen or so. I think um, it was 13. Then, you know, yeah, I think it was about that. And then by the time the race started, uh, you know, a couple broke in qualifying. I think it was only about 10, maybe, maybe 12 that, that started the actual race itself. And then by the end of the first lap, I think it was about half that that was still going <laughs> just because it's a race. <laughs> Brutal and gnarly. And this year, just to throw it out there, the number that I have in front of me at this point in time, which we already know that number is it actually grew today even, is there's currently 88 registered desert entries. Now I'm guessing closer to a hundred by the time it comes up to it. Yeah. It, it, but that's not all trophy trucks, right? Or I'm going to, yeah, we're going to take that segue and we're going to, we're going to take the tangent right now. Cause Austin's take on this is, is even funnier than mine. Trophy trucks or trophy trucks, right? Are T ones trophy yeah. trucks. 
Yeah, it's all the same thing. You can call it whatever you want. Call it trophy trucks, trick call truck. it trick trucks, call it unlimited yeah. trucks, call it T1s. I don't care. They're, they're trophy trucks. <laughs> That's they're, what they're, they're the called. baddest of the bad. You're, you're not, you know, not everybody's allowed to call them that. <laughs> and, and <laughs> but you, we are. We are. We can. And so then, you know, for so for King of the Hammers, the Desert Weekend, we've got, I'm just walk through them here. We've got the T1s for normal nomenclature. That's the trophy trucks. We've got the T2s. That's 6,100 yep. spec trucks. We've got the B1s. I don't know. <laughs> it That's a up, class one car. It is. It's a class yep. one car. Then we've got the B twos. Yep. The B two guys class are class ten car. Class tens. And and as we go through these, actually, I want to jump back up. Trophy trucks. The T ones. That's unlimited horsepower. Unlimited travel. That's an unlimited engineered vehicle. Unlimited everything. Unlimited, unlimited budget. <laughs> budget. Yeah, budget. That's the biggest. <laughs> uh, uh, unlimited country clubs. Unlimited. You know. Uh, so then we jump to the T2s, the 6100s. That's a spec truck. That's a spec T1. Uh, it's got shorter arms and a, a crate motor, a sealed crate motor, correct? Yeah, that's what the uh, the 6100 is. Yeah, it's a spec spec motor, basically. The the arms are not spec or any of that thing. It's basically just a spec motor. Everyone has to use the same motor. Other than that, you can have your own brand arms. It's not like the, uh, like the trophy, for example, where they're all built by the same manufacturer. So it, it is a spec class to a certain extent. Basically, the motor is, is the most spec out of it. But they have to be narrower, right? There's like a max width on, on them, correct? You know, I think it depends on what organization you're in. I don't even remember, actually, off the top of my head now. I don't even think there is. There, there might be. There might be. I know they had a tire size limit. The tire size limit, they weren't allowed to run like the 40-inch tires. So they were limited to a smaller tire before. Yeah, so that, that's, there is a tire size limit. Other than that, you know, some of the organizations have changed the rules recently. Uh, if you race, just for example, if you race in score, it had a different motor size than uh, Best in the Desert. Uh, there was different spec. Even though it was a spec motor, there was different spec sizes. I believe most of them have gone to the uh, the bigger motor now this year. And what's the ballpark uh, ballpark horsepower on those? Well, the T ones you have some guys that now are over a thousand, are close to twelve hundred horsepower with these these big blocks have in there. And there's there's no limit. You know, you could throw a twin turbo on there and you get you know over twelve hundred horsepower. The um, the spec trophy trucks they're right around five hundred. I think it's actually like five thirty something like that. Pretty close to that. And that's what they're they're limited to. So you have over double the horsepower in these uh, in the T ones versus the T twos now. Okay. And then as we move forward to, to the, the, the kind of the next classes down, we've got the B ones, which would be the unlimited buggies. What we know is a yep. class one, you know, they, as long as they fit the, is it the best in the desert B one yeah, or so is the it the, 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 the score? A, well, well, once again, it's, it's different no matter where you go. So to, to me, a class one car is, is a class one car in best in the desert. They're actually class 1500 cars. So they're the number 1500 something, you know, 1500 in Best in the Desert. In score, they're a class one car. Everybody calls them a class one car. So they're a class one car. Now, is that, but that needs to be a buggy rear end, not a solid axle rear end after the Justin Davis plane. Yeah, actually, it was the, it was the Herps kind of that, that initially kind of, they came out with the Truggy. A lot of everybody knows what the Truggy is pretty much. That raced in class one, but it was a solid rear axle. So then some other people started doing the same thing later. And then score finally made a rule that you cannot race a solid rear axle in class one. Dave goes by those same rules or not. Um, Cause Dave hasn't really had a B one class before. So I don't know which set of rules he's going with. So you might be able to, uh, to sneak in a solid axle if you wanted to race and take the body off. I don't know if that's allowed or not at Dave's race. Uh, some of our guys are in that class with a solid rear axle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there are some 4,400 cars in there. 
Paul Horschel. There you go. Yeah, Hicks. Then we move down. We've got the the C tens, the the B two, right? The class tens, and that's a an Ecotech. Basically, uh, it's a buggy, but uh, with unlimited travel. Correct. But your what your issue is, your it's a spec motor or a limited motor. So then you really want to be light. So they tend to be very light vehicles, right? Yep, that's a class ten car. Yeah, it's got a limited motor. Uh, this is sealed motor. Same, same basic concept as the spec truck class. It's just the buggy version of it, really. Um, they are very fast. They they could be four wheel drive. Uh, there there's no rule about that as of right now. Once again, you know, with Dave running it, I don't know his exact rules on that class. I think it's pretty open. But I believe you're just going to have to have that um, that same motor in that class. And just to go back real quick, now that you mentioned that there is some 4400 cars racing in the B class, if, <laughs> if it would be, and I had a trophy truck that I knew I couldn't go out there and beat Bryce Menzies in, I would take the body off and I'd go enter it in the B class and have a good shot at winning that and just piss off all the buggy guys. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> hey, there might be a late entry with you and me, right? We're going to go find one. Yeah, there, 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 we, go. There's, there we go. I'm sure there's plenty sitting on the sideline with the uh, races that have gotten punted so exactly then the next class we move down we've got the desert utvs the b3s right this this is you know we have utv that is racing uh during king the hammers you know the the, the four-wheel drives but these are the guys that they can be four-wheel drive but it's still you know desert utv so guy could run the same car on on saturday and then run it the following is that wednesday miles thursday, uh, thursday. The, he run it the following Thursday. So we've got that, but now there's a shootout. So as we, we, as we work through this, right, we've got the beat, you know, leading off the Toyo tires, desert challenge weekend, you know, this is presented by monster energy. We've got the B two versus B three grudge match. That's the class tens versus the desert UTVs. This is B two versus B three. And this is I mean, ongoing forever. And now we've got these UTVs that are running 35 inch tires. The, the lines are blurring a lot, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, a, a, you know, a, a buggy is, you know, a UTV nowadays is basically a class 10 car. These these race UTVs are not like your standard, you know, golf carts that everybody used to call them. They're, they're not even close to that anymore. They're, they're closer to an actual class 10 car and they're four-wheel drive. So you have a big advantage. The disadvantage you have in most of these is that they have a belt. They don't have a real transmission. Now you have the Honda and the Yamaha that both have a real transmission, but they don't have a turbo. So now they're down on power compared to the other ones. So the class 10 car is still going to beat them. In my opinion, I don't think they're going to be able to beat them just because of how rough this course is. The class 10 car will get them there. And the class 10 car has a higher top end speed. They'll do over hundred miles an hour in a class 10 car. You're not going to do hundred miles an hour, maybe 90, high nineties ish in a, in a UTV, but they're going to get the, uh, class 10s are going to beat them in my opinion. I kind of tend to agree, but man, it's kind of anybody's day miles. What is the, what's the purse for that race? So the the purse for that race, I believe, is uh, is it twenty five k? Yeah, I believe it's it. So there's over five hundred thousand dollars for the whole week, and that one's yeah. I think there's twenty five k on the line for that one. That's that's nuts. I, I went through kind of the the entry, and there's a lot of cars signed up, and like I said, they're kind of growing by the day. So I, so no, double that fifty grand. Oh, that's a fifty grand. That's a fifty yeah, thousand dollar purse grand. between the shootout, but that, that grudge match between the B twos and the B threes. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, fish that should draw a big car count. Correct. That if you, if you're in desert yeah. UTV or if you're in a, you know, you have a, a B two car, you have the shot at a $50,000 purse. You know, honestly, I, you know, and I'm, I'm always straight up and I think that's why people like what I have to say. 
Honestly, I am surprised that this entry list is not much bigger than it is. I, I really am. Because for that reason that you just said, this is the most money that any of these cars have ever raced for. You would think that there would be just tons of them out there because there's a ton of class 10 cars out there. There's a ton of UTVs out there. I don't know why the entry list isn't bigger, honestly. Like the guys that are there, there's a lot of good fast guys, but I think a lot of people are going to be both race this race. Yeah. I, I, I think they're going to be, th- you know, kind of thrown back uh, when it gets done. Now I, you know, I know people run out to the ultra four racing website and look at who's signed up. I do know after a conversation that we had last night with, you know, the guys over at hammer King, the entries are a little bit behind on days and they've been flooded with entries. So when we look at the, uh, like when we look at the T one list, the T one list, I don't know. I think it has 15 or 12. It's not a ton, but I do know that uh, yesterday there was a conversation with uh, the the Herbst. Someone from Herbst organization reached out asking course questions, and it came down to where they were coming from was: Do we bring three trucks or do we bring five trucks? And so, yeah, if we have things like that going on, I mean, there's still time to get entries in. Dave will take your money and let you line up for the green flag. This will happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then at the same time, there is at least four cars, four T1s that are on that entry list that aren't coming to the race that I know of personally. (laughs) So, you know, in the end, maybe it'll kind of even out. But I I think, you know, the T1 class specifically, this is a very hard race for that class because you have guys like Bryce Menzies showing up who, if Bryce Menzies does not have a bad day, no one is going to beat Bryce Menzies that I see on this entry list that I know is coming to this race. There's some guys that could get really close, but if Bryce has a perfect day, honestly, he's going to win. Like, and that's, that's just how it is. And these other guys know this and it's pretty much a winner take all race. And I think that's kind of why you don't see, you know, quite as many people showing up for it. Is it awesome? Yeah, it's really cool. You get to say you're the best of the best, but at the same time, you got guys like Bryce who other people are like, well, I can't beat him. So some guys, you know, don't come for that reason. I think that's fair. He's a, he's a very formidable, formidable driver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, last year you saw, you know, obviously Luke McMillan, he was, he was there, but Luke, none of the McMillans are coming this year. So like Dan McMillan, Andy McMillan, Luke McMillan, they're on the list, but they're not coming. So you really, you know, the competition, there's still some guys there. Like obviously Bryce Menzies is the clear favorite, but you have guys like Cameron that are coming that, you know, Cameron will be right there. Cameron's doing pretty much every race there is in this King of the Hammers thing. So he's definitely going to have some, uh, some course time in this will be one of the first races that he does, but you know, still Cameron knows that does it really well. So I think it's going to be fun to watch, uh, you know, Bryce and Cameron, specifically those two battle it out of the, those two are my favorites on the, uh, on the list that I see. We like all those guys. Absolutely. I'm going to jump forward just a little bit to, uh, the next thing, the next, the battle of the lake bed is the next race that I've got listed here. The B ones versus the T twos. Is that really, yep. is that really a thing or see class ones and 6100s? Is that really shaping up to be? a feud is that real i i I'm, I'm a little bit disconnected from the the desert world from when i was racing class one and i never had a problem with the 6100s they were always behind us or if i had a problem and i had to work my way through them it was never a problem working my way through them actually miles who's on here miles co-drove with me yep. for uh an event where we had an issue and yeah the mint and we had to work through basically the whole 6100 pack and it wasn't it wasn't a problem. We worked through the whole, whole pack pretty quickly. So is, is there really a, a, a C1 versus 6100 grudge there? I don't think so, honestly. I don't think it's going to be even close. I, I think the Class 1 cars are going to smoke the 6100 trucks. I mean, these Class 1 cars have, you know, 800 horsepower. They have more travel. The only bad thing Class 1 cars is 
compared to a 6100 truck. 6100 truck is one of the most durable you can have. They're limited on motor, but they're built like a trophy truck. It is a trophy truck, basically with a smaller motor. So you can drive a 6100 truck almost floored the whole day, and it doesn't really go fast enough to hurt itself with a good driver in it. Where these class one cars, they go freaking fast. I mean, you, you can get crazy in a class one car. Look at guys like Josh Daniel. Some of these guys just these hair things, you know, and they, and they break a lot. They really do. They break. You know, they have CVs. They have. They're not as strong as a 6100 truck, but they're way faster. So just looking at the end of the list, you know, I see in the, on the B list, there's 14 of them there. And you have some really fast guys. You have like, you know, Justin Davis. You have a couple other really fast guys, Cody Parkhouse, Brock Dickerson. I mean, these are these are some of the top class one guys that are racing nowadays. So if any of these guys, once again, if any of these guys have a perfect day, there's not going to be a 6100 truck in sight. That's kind of my opinion as well. Hey, I, I do want to throw out, you know, the, he was episode 40 for, you know, here on the Talent Tank. He's uh, just a really badass racer in ultra four he missed the podium four times this year in ultra four by less than 30 seconds but paul horschel will be racing his his car that he won uh he, he won his class in baja at the thousand with back in you know november so we've got a 4400 guy that may give all these other guys pretty good runs for their money yeah i mean that'll be cool and is that i assume is that an independent rear end car or is that a solid axle car do you know it's solid axle yeah it's a solid axle car I'm sorry, okay. Miles. Fish can't hear what Miles says. This is so. This is driving me crazy. Miles is interjecting. I'm like, oh yeah, you should hear that fish. I apologize. Yeah. So good thing we'll Miles and I will get this worked out before uh, all the other people that were that'll be called on this. No big deal. No big deal. But that, honestly, what, what he just said, you know, that that being a solid axle car, that's what I was just talking about a minute ago. How the class one cars are fragile. That that is an advantage for that solid axle car right there. Just getting having that solid axle in the car makes it a lot more reliable most of the time with high horsepower than some of these buggies. So once again, if these top guys have a problem, that guy's probably going to be right there with them, and then he's just going to pull ahead. So it, it is a good race by having those two mixed. I, I like that they're allowing the solid axles to come in class one. I, I'm truly excited about that that whole event itself. Okay, this isn't the first race. This is the this I believe the second race on the first down Saturday of the Toyo Tires Desert Challenge. This is the Impy Class Elevens. So this is Impy is sponsoring the Class Eleven race. If I understood right, there's around 15 entries at this point. They're racing the short course at King of the Hammers. The whole thing is being presented by Baja Jerky, so that's cool to have all, you know an outside the industry sponsor giving money in. Tell yeah. us about class one. Jerky is actually really good too, by the way. Just real quick, I did have a bunch of that stuff before. It tastes really good. I highly suggest it. <laughs> well, handicap for us the what class elevens are. T- tell us what they are. Uh, you know, most of my listeners aren't. You know, they're forty four hundred guys or they're King Hammers guys. Yeah, they're not the desert guys, and that's why you know, you're our subject matter expert on this. They're like a stock well, little bug and they have like a cult following. Yeah. C- class 11 is pretty much the, the ultimate, the coolest, the most badass, the most manly freaking class that there is in desert racing. That's all I can say about class 11. If you ever race a class 11, you are the man. Like these things just beat the shit out of you all day. Like they just are, they, you go as fast as you can in a little Herbie bug basically. And they really, they last, they get through the silt. They don't get stuck that much. They drive right around people that are stuck. They go right up rock climbs, you know, hills. It's These things are awesome. So this is going to be a really cool race. I'm really glad Dave is doing this race. It's going to be cool to see a bunch of these. I think, I'm not sure on this, maybe Miles knows. Are they, are they doing a land rush start too? 
I don't know about the land rush start at all, but I do know there's 20K on the line. And we got a couple of our own guys. We got Brian Cross racing one and uh, Josh Atterbury. And Wyatt, relay to, uh, to fish uh, about the Josh Atterbury. We saw him uh, when he first got the car, he went bombing through the, the whoops and just skied out, almost messed up, but uh, rolled with it. And uh, it went pretty viral. It was awesome to watch. Yeah. So, we, you know, we're talking, you know, Brian Crofts, ultra four guy racing class 11, but Josh Atterbury, you're absolutely right, Miles. Josh Atterbury, 4,400 guy, but so fish. I don't know if you saw this video go viral. I mean, the I, white I, one It's it's a white bug, white class 11. He's just like, you know, just hitting some pretty good whoops and just gets the rhythm section wrong and launches this thing. And it takes a <laughs> gnarly basketball in bounce into a dead cat bounce. Oh, wow. Hilarious. We'll have to, we'll have to go look that up. It was actually pretty easy to find, but yeah. So yeah. there's been some 4,400 guys or at least some ultra four guys that have been like, embraced it and ran out and grabbed uh grabbed class 11 cars i think uh is, is what i heard correctly was bailey campbell bailey uh was super excited when brian crofts you know uh her her fiance you know strolled in with his class 11 she was just ecstatic that you know they were <laughs> racing another class out of the campbell stable yeah it, it's going to be really cool to see this class i know it's the first time they've ever done it there and you know i honestly i think this is going to have one of the biggest attendances watching is this is this class just because it's going to be pretty cool <laughs> you don't you don't see that every day it'll be all short course you know it, it's going to be an hour and a half race should be roughly 25 laps and very easy to watch and a lot of fun and these guys you know there's not a huge horsepower difference so it's going to be a driver's race and the class 11 showdown that's going to be uh it's gonna be a good time to watch well i'm i'm with you miles i think that i think you're right i think this is going to be just a great race to watch Fish, I think you're spot on with yep. all of your reads on this, that it's going to be a fun one. Do you think this is kind of some writing on the wall for, you know, I'm going to get late jabbing here as we jump off the jump off. As we've seen 13 cars, 10 cars, 12 trucks, or whatever that was in 2019. I'm sorry, in 2020. And then here we are with over 80 desert vehicles registered for the Toyo Tires Desert Challenge weekend. Do you think this grows next year and it's more and it's more and it's more? and taking car counts from from other series or it just reshuffles the the calendar you know that's a tough one really i i do think that there is going to be some more late entries like you said because that other race in nevada got moved uh way back and th that race the people that were going to do that race a lot of them were not going to do this race just because they didn't have time you know they had to pick so they were going to pick either this race or that race and if they picked that race they probably weren't going to do this race there's not enough time to get your car ready for a lot of people so that being said that other race being moved to december you know it gives people the opportunity if they want to to come out and do this race now so i really do hope that they get some more entries in some of these classes because like i said earlier I, i'm kind of taken back at the amount in some of these only i would have thought that some of these would have been bigger with the amount of money that's on the line the only thing i can think is kind of like what i said for the t1 class where these guys know that the top people are going to win and that they can't beat those top people. So they're scared. You know, it's a, like I said, it's a winner take all for almost all these races. What is, I think it's first and second get paid. I don't even know if third get paid. So if you know that like you don't really have a shot to get first or second, I think that keeps some people away. However, with the TV coverage, you know, the TV, I call TV, the, the live show that Dave puts on on the internet, it's, it's worth coming out to this race and doing because you don't get that at a lot of these other races. So people back home can watch you. You know, you get some coverage, actually, you know, some decent coverage. So I don't know. Hopefully a lot more show up at the last minute. 
Well, I'm glad you, you, you propped the live show. We've talked about it, you know, before, you know, getting you on the phone and I know we're going to talk about it a whole bunch more, but the live show is going to be what you know, with COVID, it's just been so funky, and I think they're expecting numbers out at the Hammers to be greater than they've been in years past, just because people are ready to get out of the house, they're ready to go recreate, they're ready to go wheel, they're ready to go see racing, and we th- we think it's going to be a blowout year. I mean, I, they're expecting it, planning for it, but if you aren't comfortable making your way out there, you're not comfortable being around a ton of people or whatever, for whatever reason, health conditions or whatever that is, the live show is legit. And if you want to go out to the, the go grab the pay-per-view for the live show, that's an additional, that's augmented coverage. So it's not just, you're going to have your live show. And if you can put up a second monitor, you can watch the pay-per-view and that's, you can select what you want to watch. If you just want to watch the camera from backdoor, you can put the camera on backdoor and catch just that portion. And that's only 10 bucks for the, the week. Yeah, I think I think Dave is doing a great job with this stuff. And, you know, I know Miles is part of that show. And uh, Dave actually asked me to be part of that show this year. So I'm stoked to go out there and be part of that. And, you know, having the this user selectability on what they want to watch is is epic. No one has done that before in desert racing. That's that's never been done. There's been other live feeds, you know, that have been that have showed the race live and covered some of it. But it, there's never been a uh, and I'm going to call it NASCAR style because you can do this in NASCAR you can get your NASCAR pass and for the year and you can go on and you can pick what driver you want to listen to their radio. You can pick what driver you want to watch their car, you know, and now for Dave to be doing that type stuff or close to it, it's pretty cool, you know, and definitely big props to Dave for stepping up and doing that. I think people are going to, are going to love it. You know, the problem is it might be not as many people at home because everyone wants to be there. Well, well maybe we'll, we will see, but I did love that you were, uh, you dropped the nugget in there that uh, I didn't want to be the one to, to release, you know, the crack and so to speak, but that you are, uh, you're going to be one of the live show, uh, commentators. <laughs> yeah, not, not really my thing, but you know, I, I usually like to have good info for everybody. So I've been out there the last couple of years and just, uh, I, you know, I was behind the scenes a bit, uh, posting information and passing some things along to the people on the show. But, um, you know, this year I think I'll be, I'll, I'll be fine sitting outdoors. You know, this is a big outdoor event. So I think it's a good spot for me to go. And, uh, I, you know, hopefully I can have some information to add to, everybody to help the show out well i can't wait to see you austin thank you for calling in everybody if you guys see fish out on the lake bed or just want to track down who exactly fish is he's uh at fishgistics that's like logistics but spelled with a fish in the front of it and man thank you for uh letting us call you pick your brain get your read on exactly what's going on with this uh toyota tires desert challenge uh presented by monster energy on this opening weekend of uh hammers right on yeah i'm really i'm really stoked it will uh we'll see you guys out there next weekend all right. We'll All catch right. you later. Yep. All right. Thanks. Okay, Thanks, fish. Later. later. Well, Miles, he's great, man. I love fish. You know, having fish on, you know, we had him you know, fish on. Fish, no, uh, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I've met fish, you know, a couple different times in life through different racing genres. And then last year, got to hang out with him a little bit uh, for talenting stuff. And, and, you know, in the McMillan boys, um, you know, the, the, the brothers, Dan and Luke uh, with him. I mean, just, just great people in the desert. And it's very cool to see the car counts go from, what they were, you know, with one event yet last year to where we're at this year. And, you know, across COVID hammer King has really opened the, the gamut up to other classes and other tracks and other courses and other opportunities and huge, huge purses. And I'm just like fish. 
Oh, for sure. And like, you know, how cool is it? Because like, I feel like, uh, why you and I know ultra four, four very well, but boy fish, he knows the desert like no other, like that dude is the, the expert uh, of the desert whoops. Like he knows, he knows who's the who, what's the what. And it's cool to have him, uh, you know, last year he helped us a lot on the behind the scenes with the live show and to have him really, uh, link up with us is gonna be fun. He's the go-to subject matter expert for all things, desert racing. And I know Absolutely. people look at Ultra Four as somewhat desert racing, and it's you know well we mix it in, but it's uh, apples and oranges, but it's it's two different things. Well, this time around, you know, and what happens on that opening weekend is they come to our turf. This is our turf. This is this is the Hammers. This is Johnson Valley. This is where guys like Randy Slauson cut his teeth, you know, as a little kid, right? And Bailey Cole grew up going out there and climbing Still rocks. Still growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Cole, maybe he's still growing up. He's a big, he, he's a big man. Uh, I, I love, I love Bailey. And, you know, we'll talk about him probably later in the show too, but yeah, yeah he changed his number. He's 13. Yeah, number 13. JT Taylor seems to uh, come to mind. You, when used I think to was about that. maybe, right? Yeah. He used to be the 13. Anyway, well, no rest for the wicked. Let's move on. Let's move on to, to, through, uh, through the schedule. So, uh, so moving into Monday, uh, we've got the Can-Am UTV King of the Hammers qualifying. We've got the Holly EFI shootout. Uh, that's all the rock bouncers. That's awesome. And then we've got the laser net rock coronation. That word is something else. I always mess it up. Coronation. Uh, and people are like, what on earth is that deal? And we're going to talk about it. So the EFI, Holly EFI shootout, rock bouncers. Yeah. So I, I believe I'll be doing uh, doing that with uh, Matthew Holt. He does, uh, he races for, uh, with the Southern Rock Racing Series. He helps announce with them a little bit. And I, he, he helped us last year, but I believe it'll be me and Matt teamed up for the uh, Holly EFI shot, uh, shootout presented by King Shocks and Action Sports Canopy. Well, my only, my thing, you know, I love watching those guys absolutely beat the crap out of their bouncers. Like, absolutely. I mean, when Nolan Grogan called those guys rock bouncers and that, that just stuck and it always has stuck, you know, they're not rock crawling, they're bouncing and, uh, and they're, and they put on a show, they put on a show, but when they break, they break big. And then the recovery time is forever and it gets boring. And then I lose interest and then I'm like, okay, I'm out of beer and I'm out of here. And that's where uh, Dave and uh, Cody Wagner, Mr. Lasernet himself, kind of came up with the Rock Coronation. And that's where uh, Rock, uh, Cody is going to handpick a half a dozen or so of his close buddies, and they're going to have the the moon buggies with the rear steer and all that. And they'll have a hill or a, a new hill that's never been climbed right next to where the shootout's going to be that I can't disclose quite yet. But uh, if if we have a recovery, we're going to send one of those rock bu- uh, rock buggies up, uh, you know, with Cody and maybe Craig Allen and a few more. And they're going to do the low, slow crawling and try to make it to the top. So uh, the shootout is going to be a lot of fun because there's going to be action all night long. So the, if I understood it right, as it was described to me, while the bouncers are going, then they're going to they can pan the camera over and get the guys next to this crazy issues, you know, uh, a climb where you know when there's idle time, they will be able to pan the camera over and check out these guys in the rock crawler. So like any of the Jesse Haynes crawlers with the, you know, the, the, all the articulation, the pretty penny and all those oh, pretty penny. Yeah. Then they're, Oh God, those, those cars are, are amazing. Portal axles, single seaters, super light. And just, they look like Billy goats, right, man. They yep, just they go over stuff. So in theory, you know, the plan is, and I like the plan. That's, that's the part that I like. Uh, I rock crawling does intrigue me, 
though I just don't have the patience for it, but I will watch it, especially if uh, it's like a halftime show uh, for for guys just banging off the rev limiter, trying to spit every axle shaft out of their car. I will absolutely cheer that on. I love watching a train wreck. Yeah, and I just listened to uh, Racing on the Rocks. Cody Wagner was just on his pat, uh, podcast just a, a, a week or two ago. So if you you want to know a little bit more, uh, Cody and Jesse dive in deep. So uh, give uh, Racing on the Rocks a listen. Yeah, I think that's a great segue. And I I, I know we talked about that pre-show, but it, the Talent Tank you know, only puts out so many shows a year, right? It's it's Wyatt and uh, and my time and I'm busy. I actually have a job, a family. It's, it's and, you know, those things that most people uh, apparently have. You know, I mean, who knew? Uh, so and, and uh, you know, I, I'm behind the scenes just enough to realize that you putting out a, you know, a, a two hour episode that eats up eight, 10 hours. I mean, so thank you for doing it, but it, it's a lot of time and we appreciate your efforts. So with that, Jesse, Jesse's amazing. And his show racing on the rocks, you know, he started out, you know, covering a lot of, uh, you know, Southern rock racing stuff, uh, a lot of rock concert stuff, UTVs. Uh, he's covered, definitely covered some ultra four guys. You've been on, you've been on his show miles. Yep. Uh, but man, I got to throw another set of guys out there. The whiskey wine and wheeling podcast, those guys between racing on the rocks and whiskey wine and wheeling. I don't know what it is with the, the drinks, like drinks and wheeling show Hand names, but, and then of course, but, but I mean, come back, come back home to, to mama, to the mothership with the talent tank. You guys got to come back when I, you know, <laughs> but yeah, all, all three of those uh, uh, podcasts that keeps me busy at work. I love it. So, and then uh, the guys over at whiskey wine and wheeling talk to those guys quite a bit. You know, Jason, Jason, such a good dude. He's asked me to come on his show a couple of times and I just haven't had the, the time and the wherewithal to, to do it. And you know, everyone that tells me, you know, yes, I'll be on your show. You know, the, there's no ability to say no. And then I'm, I'm being the pot, you know, calling the kettle <laughs> saying, no, no, I'm going to do it. And, and we'll air, you know, it'll be on the talent tank, but I know you're like, well, we want to know your history. Why? And I'm like, Oh, it's kind of lame, but all right. Yeah, I mean, really sure. lame. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> there you go. The, the, the jury's it'll be a short one at least. I'm tall. <laughs> oh, you weren't talking about my height. Ah, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are with friends like you? Oh man. So, uh, so mo- moving from those guys, I haven't seen the car counts for, for the bouncers yet. And I haven't seen the car counts for the coronation deal, but I think that's a great idea. I think that, I think that works. I mean, I, here's what everyone knows what I love about ultra four that, that, and what I love about Dave, not scared to try something. And if it doesn't work, we move on. And last year or, or fix it or, or improve or it just like it. the shootout. The shootout's great. But with all that downtime, it's like, do, 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 do. what do I talk about for the next 20 minutes? Blah, 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 blah. Boom. Rock coronation. Rock coronation. It is. Well, you know, so that, that kind of wraps up Monday, right? Monday night we'll do that. And then of course, after rock coronation, where do we end up? I typically end up at the tribe fire pit. Is that going on this year? Yeah, I is believe so. Stuff? Yep. I know tribe is sponsoring the fire pit, but is it still, I, I don't know with Ooh. COVID. I don't know. Time will tell. Well, time, time will tell, and we'll get some information. I know they don't want, you know, crowds greater than 10 people hanging around, so I don't know. <laughs> but are we going to have little groups of 10 pockets around there? I don't know. But I'd love to have some fireball with my good buddy Danny Edwards from the Rock Zombies. He's my boy over there. We got to do that. All right, Danny, there's your, there's your shout-out. All right, you better make it. Walk over from, G, from GBR Racing, and let's go. Fireball, bring it. All right, man, Tuesday. 
this is Moto's day, man. And, and, you know, we end the day, we, we've got Moto's all day and then we've got the pit crew challenge that night. Well, it's Moto's and every man challenge qualifying. So we're going to have two live shows going on at the same time. So it's going to be busy. So we'll have the Moto's race going on and the four wheel parts, every man challenge qualifying simultaneously. And so on the so live show, a- you're going to have like on the left screen, you're going to have Moto's and on the right, you're going to have EMC qualifying, right? Or something yeah, it's along gonna those be, lines. It's going to be busy. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. I, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it, but the all balls racing king of the motos. Tell me about that. Do I'm miles. You're not, as we said earlier, I'm not a moto guy. You're not really a moto guy. You're a pit bike guy. I, yeah. So I don't know a whole lot. It, it, those guys are insane. Watching those guys at the land rush start. It's, it's amazing. You know, Cameron Steele's racing every single, uh, you know, race this year, including the all balls king of the motos. Uh, and I got a funny backstory. So, my, my director, Tim, he's from Canada. He, uh, he's a kayaker. He drives a minivan, doesn't know off-road at any, anything. So last year, he, you know, we're kind of, you know, I'm helping him build the, uh, the host schedule and whatnot. And he's like, Hey, do you want to do the, the motos announcing? I'm like, I will, if I need to, but I'm not really a moto guy, whatever. He's like, well, like, does, you know, who, who knows anything? Like, well, Ricky Johnson would probably be a good fit. Oh, does he know motos? I'm like, well, so I sent him the Wikipedia <laughs> and you know, it's just funny. No, that's good stuff. I think those guys are insane. And really, I only know, I only know Rob Usnick. Rob Usnick used to race it, but he's washed up. He's literally washed up. I mean, he's on a boat all day now, every day. He's in the water. But I believe Cody Webb's coming back. And that name, I'm not a moto guy. I know that name. Yeah. He's, he'll, he'll be back to defend once again. And there's, there's a bunch of them. Those guys, you know, what they, you know, what the Ultra Four guys go up and then you send a dirt bike up there. It's just, those guys are impressive. You know what I found impressive the other day, and this wasn't in a moto, but it wasn't two wheels, was Connor Clifford. You know that name, Connor Clifford? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Lance's, Lance's boy. Lance's boy doing some downhill mountain biking. And, and he sending it. God, I think that's my yeah. only name for it. My only word for it is I, my reaction was like, how do you go that fast and read terrain that fast? He's 12 or 13. Young. Young. Man, he, he's been a big BMXer and it's been fun to watch him. And now he's doing that, that, uh, mountain bike stuff is pretty wild. Well, if he, if he, if Lance stays on him, Lance and Renee, you know, his parents, you know, amazing individuals, Lance, the, the old brain trust behind pirate four by com, the old forum. If they stay on him the way he is and he moves over to moto and he moves over to being able to read terrain like he is, he will make the transition of four, four wheels and a roll cage. That kid Absolutely. is going to be formidable with his ability to read terrain. He, the video I watched, he passed two dudes like they were standing still, and he's twelve, like gnarly rocks. Ah, yeah, so, so sorry, yeah, I, all I balls king of the motos. It's going to be awesome. We'll have the Everman Challenge with Power Hour right around four o'clock, I believe. So it's going to be a full busy day of uh, of qualifying and racing. And then that night, I believe uh, myself and Pam Hall will be uh, hosting the uh, Pit Crew Challenge uh, presented by Pro Eagle and Buggy Whip. And I think we may have a couple guest hosts as well. Uh, last year we had uh, Blake Wilkie help me out. We may get Dustin Battleaxe Jones to help us out. But we'll have more than ten, I believe. Uh, uh, guys that uh, sign up to do the pit crew challenge, you get a lot of cool swag, a lot of cool prizes. Um, it's a lot of fun. So it's, you know, it's right around a minute. You have to change a tire. You have to put some fake fuel in. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a fun thing to do to get your crew out there involved. And uh, just another added thing to, uh, to make uh, Hammers Week what it is. Or you find out how slow you really are. <laughs>
Yeah, that's that, that that's it right there. So that that's wrapping up. Uh, that's wrapping up Tuesday as we roll into Wednesday. Stay tuned. Your talent tank is in full yet. Since 1949, the Olson family and their family-owned business, Aircraft Gear Corporation, have been making American-made products on American-made tooling right here in the USA. All of us here in Off-Road Motorsports Game know them by their largest division, RCV Performance Products. Since the launch of the RCV line of products some 20 years ago, their name has become synonymous as the strongest axles on the planet and clientele that are some of the fiercest competitors in the world. Pushing the limits of RCV's high strength and high angle systems, allowing them to go where no one else has gone before. You can be assured your RCV axles have been put to the test. From beefing up your daily driven Dodge, Ford, GM, International Land Rover, Jeep, Mercedes, Nissan, Suzuki, Toyota, yes, all of them, and many more, to ensuring the next time you put it in four-wheel drive doesn't equal spinning time, spinning wrenches, and making repairs. Let's not stop there. RCV's fastest growing product line, the UTVs, they have you covered. From K&M, Polaris, Yamaha, and Customs. For you racers, you already recognize those signature bright orange CV bells made to custom order for everything from your one-off crawler to your unlimited Ultra 4 Racing 4400 car to go race at King of the Hammers. You've heard me talk about supporting and partnering with companies you believe in. Well, I've trusted RCV implicitly in my racing career and never once experienced a failure in all the years punishing their CVs. And when I try harder next time, I do so knowing their product is second to none and that they have a pretty solid warranty to back that up. I welcome with open arms the opportunity to work with RCV Performance to bring this pre-show to market. They are supporting the talent tank as they have supported King of the Hammers for over 10 years and the competitors even longer. Please make it a point to stop by the RCV booth in Hammertown. Please mention you appreciated their support of the talent tank and don't hesitate to source your next axles from RCV. Time spent in the shop installing their axles is time you won't have to spend on the trail, in the pits, or on the side of the race course repairing. Go to rcvperformance.com during Hammers Week, that's the 30th through the 6th, and use promo code KOH2021 for a 10% discount and free shipping. Now, back to the show. Oh, man. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. We've got, that's the first day of LCQ. That's qualifying. For the 4400 class. Ooh, buddy. Mm, we're not ready to talk yeah. about them yet. But I, I smell race gas. Oh, I'm so excited. We're getting there. All right. Well, Thursday, Thursday, we're going to circle back that, to this. You know, Can-Am, UTV, King of the Hammers. This is the fastest growing class in the desert. This is the fastest growing class at, at, at Ultra 4. Lots and lots of cars. I mean, the yeah, the, the, the Can-Am Motorsports UTV, King of the Hammers, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thursday, it's going to be on. Uh, Hunter Miller, see if he can back up his win. We got a lot of Can-Am guys that are uh, that are going to be fast. You know, I just said Dustin Jones will be there. Both Miller brothers will be there. It's going to be a Shannon Campbell's building a new car. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to see. There's a lot. Casey I mean, Curry will be in there. I saw God. Who did? Oh, J- I saw Jason Shear in the entries. Really, and then uh, don't forget the the new Honda team, the Jordan Pellegrino and Bailey, Bailey Cole, Cole just uh, got added to. 
Team Honda for their UTV. I mean, how cool is that for those two young individuals? I mean, those guys have earned their way up the ranks. They're racing 4,400, and now Honda, huge name, bring them on team. Good for those guys. That's what Ultra 4 is all about. I love Bailey. I don't know Jordan, but I do want to see what I have seen of Jordan. I'm really impressed, but I'd love it if he would race something more than just King of the Hammers. I'd love to see him in the series or, or some series based on that. Hey, somewhere in there, I've got notes in here, Miles, and, and back me up here, but one of the nights, and it might have been, I might have skipped it, uh, that they're going to be doing some short course, short course work. Well, so that's in my notes. Uh, Dave and Ricky were kind of bantering about it uh, at the KOH pre-show was there may be some West Coast short course guys playing around on our short course. It's just a little hearsay. There's a little nugget drop. Don't know all the ins and outs, but uh, it's very possible to see a pro two and a pro four out there playing on our infield. So that's, so you heard exactly what I heard. Okay. Well, I I didn't know if I was crazy. I thought that was a little bit insane, but you know, and and uh, sometimes I do get a lot more of the insight of things and I haven't heard any more than I heard on the pre-show. So that's putting my puzzles together. We'll see what happens. But with Lucas kind of dropping out, there's some hints of somebody else stepping in. I hope, uh, you know, short course racing in the West Coast keeps going. Oh. And uh, we may have him at the King of the Hammers. Well, you, you get a paycheck from Ultra 4. I don't. Uh, I, heard, <laughs> I heard Ultra 4 was taking over the short course business. That's what I heard. And I don't know if I, I thought that was amazing, crazy, elated, scared. You know, like, like wow. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I, and I think the Ultra 4 is positioned as a racing organization to pull something off like that. But I'm cautiously optimistic i want to hear more i've only heard rumors and conjecture i haven't heard anyone confirm it so but yeah, i also we'll, uh, i haven't heard we'll anyone see how the, well i haven't heard anyone say it's not happening either so yeah we'll see we'll see how it all plays out but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a good week uh and uh yeah we'll, we'll get everything kicked off but yeah this this will be the first race of the uh optima battery king of the hammers presented by laser nut how cool is it for uh laser nut to kind of step up and uh help ultra four through these uh crazy covid times so huge shout out to cody wagner um he, he's been making uh, all of our trophies for quite some time and uh with the the little void we had per covid optima battery stepped up to be the the title sponsor and then uh old cody with laser nut stepped up to be the presenting uh sponsor for the king of hammers week so huge shout out to uh, optima and laser nut yeah i'm excited about that so we we're talking utv in in I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves. And we actually, we talked about Hunter Miller there for a second. You know, he won last and year. And who's that guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Who was that guy? He wins well, everything. Exactly. Who is Hunter Miller? Cause this dude, you know, he, he'd never raced King. He'd never been to the hammers before. And then he shows up and he wins. And then his brother, he had a problem in his car during the UTV race. It was so still basically a fully prepped car. I think he broke it mile 11 I think it was a front end or something it was yeah. something simple it's like a bolt back it was something simple so he ends up signing up in the 4400 race on With friday LSU. and finishes in 17th in a utv so these two miller brothers that out of north texas something else but uh on that note and you've had hunter on the uh, on a podcast previous, I, have. I believe right he, he came yeah, yeah. on let's call him so we have to listen to another texas guy all of them he's not answering either hello Hey, there he is. Hunter, we got you. What up? Okay. Okay. So I was laughing because I was like, oh, well, he's, he's not going to take my call either. So, uh, <laughs> Hunter, you got Wyatt here. You got miles. I've, I've got you on. We're doing a little pre-show action. We're talking, uh, King of the Hammers coming up. 
want to talk to Miles you about. Miles actually the, took your call, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was kind of forced into it. He was. He was absolutely forced into it. <laughs> Hunter. Well, well, one, thanks thanks for coming on. Let's pick your brain for a minute. But uh, you are the current defending UTV champ at King of the Hammers. How's that weigh on you? Uh, you know, I'm trying not to think about it too much. To be honest with you. you know, we we came in last year kind of underprepared. And this year, I feel like we're overprepared. But, you know, sometimes that is, uh, doesn't always work out like you hope it to. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to think about the pressure too much. Last year, we didn't have any expectations on us. and this year obviously everybody's watching us so we'll see well and you've done some pre-running this year right you've already been out there a little bit yeah yeah we took it one trip out there we're changing our setup quite a bit for this year so we wanted to go out there and make sure it was actually going to work so we took uh took a long weekend we went out and watched the last works race and went out and drove for three or four days out there and you know everything worked awesome it was you know, me and Cody, Kyle Cheney, uh, Phil Blurton, a couple of the other Can-Am guys, Dustin Jones was with us. Had a really good trip and, and learned quite a bit. So pretty, pretty confident in what we figured out. So you kind of named off uh, kind of all, all the front runners, all that front pack. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing all those names again on race day. You and your brother, you guys built new cars for this year. Yeah, we did. We, you know, we took the platforms that we had last year and really just expanded on those. You know, we didn't know shit about rock crawling and we are buddies over at s3 you know a lot of them knew what was going on and and we took their advice and they built us some chassis that that worked really well but you know last year we really focused on pre-running in the rocks and pretty much none in the desert and you know we set our cars up to go through the rocks as good as we could but you know when we started we got there and had committed to that narrower car setup and started pre-running in the desert we're like oh man these things are a bit of a handful so you know we took the same basic chassis and went to the 72 inch wide suspension went up to a 35 inch tire we've got some pretty trick new a-arms that uh change change things a little bit you know so i think we're in a, a little bit better spot than we were well i know when you you text me a picture of the 35s i was uh, you know my jaw dropped now that you've, <laughs> now that you've had the the new cars out on 35s What's that feel like? What's the difference that you notice right off the bat? Oh, dude, they're so nasty. Like, you know, last year you're kind of just bashing through stuff and trying to keep your A-arms and everything from just smoking rocks. But with those, you just have so much more ground clearance and we can go through the rocks so much faster. They just, you know, eat everything up, obviously. I mean, the 32 was, it measured out as kind of a, even a small 32, maybe closer to a 31. And those are a true 35. And, uh, it's, it's a huge difference. And then going to the wider stance, the car still handles awesome. You know, it's, it's a big, big, big difference. How do the 35s react in the desert? I, honestly, I feel like better, you know, the holes out there are so big from the big trucks and stuff. And, you know, we're getting up to a 35, our tires, not a whole lot smaller anymore. So, uh, it eats up the big holes. I mean, of course it's a little tougher on the belts and all that, but you know, you manage that stuff and, uh, Car's still got awesome top speed. So, it's, what, what is it's the top speed? Well. Are you pushing 100? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can run 100 for sure. For <laughs> sure. I think uh, Cody said last year across the lake bed he saw 105. And That's that was on 32. Number. So, yeah. 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 But then, you know, the trucks are still going blown by them. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, a trophy truck running 140 versus yeah. you guys. Luckily, you guys won't be on the same course, but you and your brother have any, you know, 
I guess, strategies already worked out, talked about as far as like, you know, are you going to work to qualify up front again? Like you guys did last year, you guys left. Yeah, the last year you guys were one and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll definitely be the goal. You know, Cody obviously had that bummer mechanical right off the bat last year, but you know, when we were getting ready last year, we were like, man, how awesome would it be if we're just qualify up there and are running together the whole race, you know, which I, I think we really would have had he not had that, uh, it was just a, a shock bolt break, you know, which is very random. I think we really would have. So, but you know, we're definitely not the only ones. There's uh, a lot of guys that can run up front. So I'd love it to have, you know, five or six of us up there the whole time. Cody opened eyes, you know, when you can take a, a 40, a, you know, a, a UTV and run it with the 4400s and finish that race in 17th position. That yeah. Opens oh, yeah, eyes. for sure. <laughs> it, we were scared to death to be honest with you you know i left right after the race i flew home and uh you know it was kind of a joke like uh you just stay and run 4400 you know well then he started talking to him and everybody's like yeah yeah car passes tech and everything yeah, do it, you rules. know and and uh we were you know we were scared we thought they were going to use him for traction the whole time but he actually got through everything pretty dang well you know of course he's we were at a or he was at a pretty big disadvantage in the desert but we got into the rocks. I mean, the UTVs can pretty well hold their own against the big trucks now just because it's so light, you know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it was uh, definitely opened eyes, and hopefully we can open them a little wider this year. I don't have a current class list, but, man, your your numbers were way up there. I mean, we're talking about over 600 entries for the whole week, and I think, you know, over 100 of them are just UTV. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? The, the, the biggest class. And it's not even that it's – you know, all racing is expensive, but UTV is not that cheap. It's, it is a, uh, it's an expensive, you know, to run in the front with it like you guys do new cars, full tube chassis, 35 inch tires. That takes a lot to make one of those cars handle that. Yeah, it really does. You know, I mean, we start with stock cars, of course, and, uh, we take them down to the bare chassis and we cut, cut a lot of parts off and reinforce a lot of the things and we do both sides on them. And, you know, that's kind of a discussion that has been going around about UTVs lately is, you know, they're evolving to the point and or to a, to a point they're just going further and further every year. And it's like, well, when do you get to the point where it's just becoming too expensive, you know, and it's not as appealing to the everyday guy like it is right now. It's kind of a, a fine line where, you know, you want to build these badass cars, but at the same time, you don't want to get to the point where you have to build a completely custom car just to compete, you know? So I'm sure those rules are going to evolve over the years and we'll see what happens. But, you know, our pre-runners are very production-based. I mean, they're a stock chassis that we add some gussets in and then just bolt-on suspension and a bolt-on cage. And honestly, I feel like they're just as capable as the race cars. They just uh, won't last quite as long. You know, they won't take quite the beating that the race cars will, but they still get through the stuff pretty good. Yeah, I mean, those Can-Ams, I mean, they're, I mean, <laughs> right now they're the, they're the thing to beat. I mean, Polaris, Polaris is still an amazing product, uh, but you had, you know, a ton of success, not just the King of the Hammers and an ultra four racing, but your other racing that you do outside the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, didn't you just win Texplex? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And you know, all the front runners out there and are in Can-Ams as well. That was a cool race. 12 hours straight. That was awesome. Yep. Yep. 12 straight. Yeah. That place is awesome. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's uh, nothing else like it. That's for sure. You know, I came up and visited you that one time, Texplex, and it was a mud. It was, it was a mud pit. So, yeah, I think it's me. Yeah. Every time I've been, it's been a mud pit. So that's why I didn't come visit you anymore often. 
Are you uh, are you coming to Hammers? Yeah, absolutely. We'll <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can't miss the Hammers. Now, part of take it. a lot of take a lot of rain. Turn that one into a mud pit. Although it looks like it is supposed to rain all next week when we're out there pre-running. So yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so so yeah, you're, you're you're welcome. I'm not going to get in until a couple days later. So I'm not going to take you know full credit for that. Maybe just partial credit. <laughs> take that the, the tropical weather from down here on the Gulf Coast. Well, man, Hunter, thank you for taking a little bit of time from, uh, from your schedule to just, you know, let us drop in on you, ask you about, you know, your strategy about your new car, about, uh, the prep you and uh, your brother Cody have, uh, have had getting ready to, to come back out there for a second time for a second big race and hopefully back up your win last year. And nobody will think, you know, you just don't mess with Texas, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest, uh, motivator here is just to prove it wasn't a fluke, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely appreciate it. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. All right. Well, I'll catch you up with you guys on the lake bed. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for letting us All call right. you. Okay. Hunter. Yep. Th- thanks, yes, Hunter. Thank y'all. Thanks, Have buddy. a good one. All right. We'll catch you there. See Bye. you soon. See ya. Bye. He's such a great guy. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I love talking to Hunter. I'm, you know, Both I, of them. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know Cody that well, but, uh, you know, Hunter's Hunter's just a, he's a character. I've developed a, a fun relationship with him. You know, just the text messages I get from, he cracks me up. Uh, you know, he's literally one of us, but he came into our fold of buddies in, uh, the last, last year <laughs> in the last year, but from a different angle, right. You know, it's like the birds of a feather flock together and he found his, he found his flock. Right. Uh, but he came through the UTV channels of short course and, uh, and, and all that. So love that guy. I, you know, I'll be cheering, cheering him on. There's a, there's so many great guys that are racing UTV. Uh, There's so know, many big names too. Jeremy like, McGrath, the, the is McGrath, like, yeah, how yeah. cool is that? And then obviously we have our our core group. You know, we've got you know, there's I think over a hundred UTVs that will be racing with us. This 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 uh, the the K UTV uh, the K Motorsports UTV race presented by Progressive Insurance. That race is gonna be fun. It's a huge class. It's a fun class. Those things are so incredibly capable. It's gonna be a great day of racing on on Thursday. Well, I got to pull this up because there was some, there was some names in here that are racing the UTV that I just absolutely floored by, right? You know, Bailey Cole, we know he's in the Honda, Honda car. And if I don't name someone's name, don't be mad at me, but some of these names, uh, you know, Brock Hager's over there, Cam Steele, Casey Curry, Ampudia. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Rodrigo Ampudia, uh, Chip McLaughlin, yeah, just he- Healy McLaughlin. Campbell. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, CJ Greaves. I mean, that guy's nuts. Dan Wyrick. I mean, you can't get Dustin Battleaxe Jones. I mean, there are some names. Obviously we just, you just heard us talk to Hunter Miller, you know, Shearer's in there, Jason Weller, Jeremy McGrath, Johnny Greaves, Jordan Pellegrino. Uh Oh, I didn't see this. And then all of our core guys, JP Gomez, all the Gomez's. (laughs) Are they? I didn't even catch that. Well, and yeah. then, I, part of the time, I think you get some of the 4,400 guys running over there because they, for, for pre-running. For pre-running. So I you think got, it's a huge advantage. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Levi, Lauren, Marcos. Yeah, for sure. Kyle Shannon. Chaney's in there. Both the Guthries. No, I, let me back that up. I think there's like three Guthries running. I think there's like three. I don't know who huh. all they are, but uh, there's currently Obviously, three. junior and senior. They, they're the two winningest UTV King of the Hammers out there. Phil Blurton. Oh yeah, he's that guy's gonna win eventually. Phil Cagliero. Oh, I'm glad to see he's coming back. Yep, I saw him on the list. What 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 about this one? Sarah Price. Yep, yep. She's all right. You know, I'm awesome to see her out there. You got Shannon Campbell in there, Waylon Campbell in there, you know, another Texas guy, Zandy Willems with the Rufus Racing Crew. 
you know, there's so many. And, and this Cole, is, Cole this, Clark's been doing good uh, last season. One of my favorite underdogs is Scott Lesage. That dude, he raced every single race and almost finished every single mile. Uh, he just timed out on a race. And that guy shows up by himself, Southern California, all the way to Tennessee. Uh, I just love the, the core Ultra 4 guys that, that race with us all the time. Uh, Nathan Wolf, he he had a great showing at the uh, Nationals. Well, I want to jump I mean, back the, to LeSage real quick. I want to jump back to LeSage real quick because I think he finished Nationals. I think he ended up in third. There was some drama around the course at Nationals at Oklahoma, and I ended up meeting him you know, through Dave Cole and through the timing trailer and walking through his issue. Great what dude. What a great dude. Like, And on top of his game, like he knew. They knew the math. They knew the timing. And they knew where that there was a deficiency that his car couldn't have read because he couldn't have finished where he finished if the timing was accurate. And he came to Ultra Four. He laid out his case, went to the to the timing trailer. I went with him to the timing trailer and walked the, the thing from uh, you know from cradle to grave. What the issue was, and guess what? It changed the outcome in the national points run for him. He ended up third in the national points, I believe, is I think where he ended up finishing. Great guy, like him. I'll definitely be cheering for him. But yeah, there's something. He, he runs an NA machine too. He's one of the the few guys that runs no turbo. Like that guy, he just he, he's in it. You know, he's who consistent. I'm, I'm disappointed to see not racing this year. Who's it? Guy named James. <laughs> you know, a guy named <laughs> well, James. He's only had six months to finish his car, so he started it like two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. James Cantrell. We're talking about you, James Cantrell. You got rid of your car. It was an awesome auction. Like I put money in on it and then I forget who won it, but then he had to fully, I know who won it. I'm just not going to say it out loud. I feel bad for the guy. Like it's awesome. He won, but then next picture I saw of it totally torn down. He was having to totally reprep the thing. James, come on, man. We love you too much. Give you too <laughs> All much, in good fun. Buddy. Give you, give you, give you too much hell. Well, man, I think we, you know, we've talked about UTVs quite a bit before we get into the, the EMC. I got a I got a text message while we're going on here and we're gonna jump offline. We're gonna we're gonna ring Pam Hall again. Let's call Pam Hall. I wanna the call Pam Hall. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Let's call her. Little boots. They're tiny boots. Let's see if she even answers this time. She didn't answer the other time. Hello. We have Pam Hall. Okay. So everyone's Hi. heard us try to call you a few times and they're like, that chick ain't picking up his call. <laughs> It's crazy here. So, yeah, so I'll bet. Pam, you've got Miles. Miles is on the phone. Then you've got me. Why? Miles! I'm, so excited to see I'm, you jealous you, I'm jealous you're there, by the way. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was told I could come start working early. So I've been here working with uh, everybody, actually. Um, I'm going to start course marking, I believe, tomorrow with JT. So that'll be a, a fun, fun awesome. day. So but, uh, homework. that's exactly it, Pam. Yes, you are, you homework. are, our boots on the ground right now. You're, you're in hammer town. You're in the beginnings of it, right? It's, we, I am. we've been watching the, the tower cam from, uh, from laser town that Cody Wagner posts up daily progress pics of tents going up and RVs showing up and you flew yes. in a couple days ago. You saw your mom. You have to do I that. saw my mom. I did. I, I flew into California back on, um, I don't even know what day it was, but I've already been in hammer town tomorrow. will be a week that I've been to wow. in Hammertown. And <laughs> 10 days is plenty for me. <laughs> and we did, we Miles, said, you're really quiet. I can hardly hear miles. Oh, said, 10 he, days is plenty for me. So good for you. <laughs> and then, you know, we said, you're, you're, you are our boots on the ground and the miles, you know, counter with our, their little boots. So 
Yes. Yes. My boots are on the ground. This is my first adventure in my new boots. I have my adventure boots and this is how I'm breaking them in this year. Nice. So, so how, how's the vibe there? What's, uh, what's, what's it feeling? What's it going on the last few days? Well, it's been super busy because they're trying to get all these, all the canopies up. As you'll see, if you're watching the daily cam, all of the easy ups and stuff, not easy ups because they're not easy ups, but those style of tents that they're putting up for the teams and also for like the vendors and everything. Cause tomorrow the weather's supposed to change. So it's going to not be a good day tomorrow weather wise. So they're working their butts off the ground crew here, putting in the cables for all of the for all of the internet and all of the light towers for the power for everybody. It's, it's a, it's a really good vibe, but everybody's working their, their high knees off for sure. Awesome. Yes. And then course wise, you know, we've talked to JT, you know, over the course of the past week and kind of what Mm -hmm. course looks like. And then you were going to go out with him today. It sounds like you guys didn't end up doing that, but not today. I do know all the stakes are up, but the directions and all that, he just has to, you guys just have to drive by and staple at this point is mine. Correct. How fun is that going to be? Oh, it's going to be a blast. I did that with him in Oklahoma, as I have said before, and it was so much fun. And like Miles said, I'm doing my homework. And as many years as I've been coming to Hammertown, I, or ha- King of the Hammers, I mean, this is only my fifth year, but even coming out here camping, I've never gone on the course. So it's going to be super exciting to get out there on course and mark with him again the crew, what we do, what I've been told we're doing is there's going to be, you hopscotch each other. So with all the stakes in the ground, you, you know, and you, as long as you're running like the lead nav system or whatever GPS you have with you in your vehicle, we have the course and we just hopscotch and like mark where the arrows or, you know, the wrong ways, all of that. We have to do all so of that just, marking. You just hop in a, a, a Can-Am and just cruise around and uh, putting stakes up. And, and, and how cool is it to get eyes on the course? Like, I'm I'm jealous. Oh, well, that's probably, I mean, I love working with you, Miles. Don't take this wrong because you are my favorite. But going out there on course and marking the course, that's my favorite part so far that I've done because like we've said, you know, it helps me get up there and talk about the course. And I know exactly where the racers are. You need to come here, here early next year and uh, do this with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you might be done, but. <laughs> well, so you are Pam, you're going to be our subject matter expert, really. I mean, Miles, he's going to start playing second fiddle to you. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> Miles. So what, yeah, what else is going on out there? Tell us, tell us anything more about Hammertown. Are you guys on what, schedule? Do you believe? Yes, uh, so far, it seems like the crew, it's been mentioned because we have a daily meeting every morning um, before we all go off and do our jobs. Um, Everybody has their group that they're working with. And it seems like everybody's on schedule and everybody's getting their stuff done. And they everybody knows what they're doing. So they're just going and they're working and they're working hard to get it done. But the vibe is really good. Everybody's working super awesome together. Um, I've actually been out jogging the perimeter of Hammertown every morning. <laughs> so uh, get to, I get to see a different perspective on the progress, but I go and I jog and I come in and we have our meeting and, and Dave and Ryan, they just have their list and everybody just does what they're doing for the day. Like, it's just awesome. Everything is to me, because being here so early, um, this is the earliest I've ever been here. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like seeing how everybody works so well together. Everybody's yeah, the, like the core getting team their work is, done. Of, of Hammer King is just amazing. They, they, they work together so well and they can get so much stuff done. So it's a, you know, huge shout out to, to you and them for uh, making it happen. 
Yeah. And then I've been working with Robert and Tandy. We called every single vendor and sponsor just reminders, just to make sure they have all their stuff together, like paperwork and everything. So when they get here, it's just an easy process getting them through the gate. Because of course, with, you know, the year and the way it's gone the past year at the gate is a little different this year, having to either do your COVID test or turn in your negative test results. So it's just a little different this year, but gates open today. Um, All of us staff, we actually all tested. um, I think it was two days ago. Every single person was negative, which is great. Now we're all banded because we've all just been together for the past, you know, week. And some of them have been January 9th. I mean, and, that's a long and time. You, were, you, you just mentioned uh, vendors. Uh, uh, one question we've had is food vendors. Uh, I've heard uh, Dang Brothers Pizza is going to be there. I've heard an ice cream oh, shop, yeah. maybe some barbecue, tacos, hot dogs. Uh, do you have any more insight on uh, what kind of grub we're going to have? Yes. Okay. So that's actually another thing that I was helping out, Tandy and Robert. They they put it up to me the other day to call some of these food vendors and get them hired. And so I'm like, crap, if the food is not good, it's going to be on me this year. <laughs> But I found a French fry guy that does gourmet French fries, like carne asada, uh, orange chicken fries, like all these different fries. The base of it all is French fries. Yes. And everybody's super stoked about that. But no, we have Dang Brothers um, for sure. We have the fry guy. The taco guy is actually the same guy that's been here with King Shocks every year. So they know about the event. Excellent. And they're just, yeah. So they're strictly street tacos. And if you've gone, you know, in the past years to King Shock's taco night, it's the I mean, same it tacos. Like pizza and tacos. So we're yeah, they're bringing their truck. Now, is there going to be the coffee guy that, that was there there's last year? Not the same one as last year. I guess there's a lot of different uh, protocols that the trucks need to have, and theirs is not done being built yet. Okay. Um, but we do have a coffee guy coming. We do have an ice cream person, which I don't know who wants ice cream when it's 40 degrees outside, but <laughs> we're going to find out. Everybody's excited because it's the same ice cream person as last year, I believe. And um, yeah, we have a hot dog guy. So I can literally hear myself getting fatter (laughs) in the microphone thinking about the French fry. Yeah, Miles gets to see it. French fries are going to be bomb. (laughs) And garlic fries. He makes garlic fries too. I'm there. And straight up, Pam, yeah. next year, we're going to get you on video to where I can see you and not Miles because you're you're pre- you're prettier than him. He, well, she may have the knowledge, but I got the looks. She does. <laughs> I actually definitely like because we're all trying to conserve our water in our showers, in our trailers, because we're all living in trailers together. And uh, so we've been going over to Dave's ranch at dinner time, and everybody's been using the showers there. And I told them, I said, I got to go a little earlier. I said, because I have to wash my hair. It's been a week. Like I've legitly been out here and haven't washed my hair for a week. Miles, you might be able to, you know, go for that with you, but not me. Miles would ask me if he could take a shower with me. Like he'd be like, Hey, go Uh, save water. (laughs) He'd probably ask if he could shower with you too. And it wouldn't be sexual. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the kind of guy he is. He'll offer it to anybody. No, we've, we've actually, too much, out here too has much, been really cool. Um, Dave hired somebody. Um, his name is actually David. Um, and I've known him for five years through another event that I actually am a part of. And he's been out here cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner for us. So we don't really have to cook. Of course, I have certain staple foods that I have to have. We don't really have to cook. And he's making amazing food. And last year, I lost eight pounds. This year, I think I'm going to gain eight pounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've, 
you know, I've seen your morning run, run pictures, your morning run mm-hmm. selfies, and that's pretty inspiring. The ability to get out there. I remember my first time out to the hammers in 09 miles was with us. You know, we were on the same team at that point and just being able to, you know, being some Kansas flatlanders and getting to watch the sun come up over the mountains, uh, there on means dry lake. Oh. There's kind of nothing, nothing really comes close to it when you think about what Hammertown is and what King of the Hammers is and getting to witness that right. be a part of it. And uh, you're making history, you know, these guys are pulling off a race in California in this environment. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on us. It's, you know, our time to shine. Let's not be that guy. Let's right. not, not give anyone ammunition, but yeah, we're, we're pretty envious of you already being out there, by the way. Oh, well, it would be awesome if I had my crew out here. I mean, I have a crew out here. We all have our crew out here, but my, my peeps that I sit and talk with all the time. Oh, well, I was hopeful that you would be pre-running with JT and marking course today. I really am. That's actually disappointing because Miles and I had practiced singing happy birthday for JT today because <laughs> today's his birthday. Uh, and you know, I don't know where he's at. I think he went out uh, with Travis. Um, he's out setting up some towers for um, the internet towers up on the hills. Some satellites, I think, is what I heard he was doing right now. Or I would definitely go over and we could totally sing him happy birthday because that would be freaking hilarious. That sounds like a <laughs> terrible way to spend your birthday with Travis Walder. No, no, definitely not. I mean, but JT has a birthday every day. Whoa, whoa, some whoa. Some people are whoa. just that lucky. Well, I can't wait to be there for uh, a week from Monday. I'll be there for his birthday a week from Monday. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to have to sing happy birthday again. No. Well, Pam, did you have anything else, uh, you know, new, inciting, earth shattering uh, going on out there that you want to convey to uh, everyone listening in that is public? I do actually. So the only thing, like we've all already been masked up, whether you're outside or not. Well, when we're inside our trailers, you don't have to because like you said, all eyes are on us and we're pulling this event off. I mean, Dave Cole and everybody has worked so hard to make sure this event is going. And people that know me personally know that like, I don't like to wear my mask, but I do just because I don't want to be a spreader if I was ever get it. But the thing about it is out here, we have all eyes on us. BLM is driving around. I mean, they've been driving around. So when people are here and also it's also mandated that when you're on federal land, you have to wear your mask. So we're out here on, you know, the Bureau of Land Management. We're on this federal land. Everybody's going to have to wear their mask. So as much as people hate doing it, you know, some people, not everybody, but a lot of people don't like doing it. When you're here, we need to have everybody to respect the rules because they could probably still shut us down if they wanted to. So, I mean, I don't know if I should be saying that on this podcast right now, but at the gate, they're doing everything they can to, you know, meet all the codes and rules that are in place and as long as everybody just follows suit and does what they have to do to let this event go keep going on because it's going on it's 100 percent on just wear your mask just follow yeah, the rules a, don't have don't get exactly kicked out because of about. something like that no no that that's kim you're you're spot on we that's exactly we kind of started the show uh you know at this point an hour and a half ago or so and <laughs> we, we, and we talked about you know the first time when we tried to call you uh-huh. That long. <laughs> Sorry. I was actually, I was actually up turning, getting my COVID test done and turned in and getting my band. There you go. That's, that's because, almost important. That's almost yeah. as important as talking to miles and I, but, I know, but, I know. Well, I wanted uh, to be able to get back into Hammertown. <laughs> see, so uh, we went over, we went over uh, the new, what the protocols look like, you know, what the white mm-hmm. bands look like, what the blue bands look like, how, when you're mm-hmm. coming into the, the welcome, the welcome gate, 
going left or going right, depending on who you are, if you're general admission or if you're over there, you know, you're a part of a team or media mm-hmm. or ultra four staff and kind of going through that. And then, yeah, just, I think you hit, hit the, the head of the nail there. All eyes are on us. And, and I yeah. keep saying, don't be that guy and, and don't give that other side ammunition to shut us down, uh, to shut the event down. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to be the reason and it, it does suck. We've no one is sugarcoating that. Like none of us are ha- no one. If there is a human that is happy that they have to wear mask and everyone else has to wear mask, I don't know that they're human. Like that's um, no one has can be excited about this. But it's kind of what we're having to the hoop we're having to jump through to ensure that this event goes off and goes on and we kill it and we have yeah. a great time and everyone races. The vendors make their money. Our sponsors, mm-hmm. you know, get the coverage they need. Media gets the coverage they need. Everyone gets, uh, you know, paid or recreates or whatever their end goal for the event is. You check the boxes and you have a damn good time checking those boxes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It just, you know, and the process was easy at the gate coming in with this COVID stuff. Like I signed, I had my negative tests. They banned you. I mean, it's, it's easy to get your, it's, the whole testing is easy to do. And you only have to do your test if you're coming in Hammertown. If you're actually coming yeah. within yeah. the perimeter of Hammertown is the only reason why you have to do a COVID test. If you don't do a COVID test, you're not allowed inside. And that's awesome to hear firsthand knowledge. So. That, that it is going smooth all over. That's cool. I mean, because they banned, you get a separate ban to get into Hammertown. And if you don't want to test it, if you don't want to, if you want to be here, but you don't want to get tested, then so be it. There's plenty of stuff going on on the outside of Hammertown. There but, will uh, be absolutely, but, but let's say let's say you white band. You just want to be general admission. You don't want to take the test. You get into Johnson Valley, Means Dry Lake. Everything's going on, and you decide you want to now try out this French fry place that you just mentioned. You hear word that mm-hmm. this thing's so good. You can go to Gate Two, right next to Big Merch, Big Eighteen Wheeler. Says Ultra Four down the side has a mm-hmm. big swing open sides with Roxy, beautiful Roxy, yeah. hanging out in there selling her. all her merch. And right next to that, you can buy a rapid test right there and get it done in 15 minutes. And you can yes. get your white band swap for a blue band and walk around in Hammertown free and easy. Exactly. Exactly. And it's $30. So oh, some people opted to do a melon test and it was a self-administered test and you mail it. We were, we uh, mailed them out to everybody and well, the company did. And then, you it was thirty dollars to do that, or was it thirty dollars to do a rapid test here? I understand the point of getting it early at home, you know, especially for the people that needed to travel afar. But I just I waited till I got here. I mean, I I've been protecting myself for the last twenty days before I even got here, just because I knew the stipulation. If I was to catch it, I'm not allowed to come here. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to King of the Hammers. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I quarantine myself. My family was careful. I wore my mask everywhere I went. And that's not normally me. But when I know I have something coming up, I do it. But out here, we, like I said, we've all been wearing our masks all the, already. And we all took our tests. Everybody was negative, And it's just, it works out great. And the COVID coordin- coordinator, the company that's doing all the COVID testing, he's been out here with us. So, you know, they've been all been paying attention to what we're doing. They know that we're being very... Uh, cautious and making sure we're not super spreaders or whatever people want to call it. But like I said, we're all negative. So we all know we're good. If I find a mask, a pink mask, or even purple, it could be white, even maybe even pastel yellow that has a cupcake uh-huh. on it, 
a cupcake with maybe like a candle, I'm going to buy it for JT. <laughs> you could probably have it made somewhere. <laughs> I, I probably, this is just coming to me now. Hey, Chip McLaughlin, I know you, this is probably too late for you to have it made. Chip would make this for, for JT. You know, that's his, that's his brother. You know, what would be funny is um, somebody that has like one of those, the, I don't know what you call it, like the cricket cutter or whatever. And then you just iron it on. Iron it on. Uh, yeah. You can find it, iron on cupcake patch or iron on. I like where this is going off of Amazon. We might see if we can execute <laughs> this. JT may end up with 4,000 cupcake masks by the end of the week. He'll oh, just walking up to him. Happy birthday. Here's a mask. <laughs> it's pink. It's your color. Uh, that's so that's funny. Awesome. And well, he would actually wear it. It's a thing though. He, he, he'd want to kill every, he, well, yeah. yeah, but he would wear it. Only yeah. you. He'd put it around Only you your when he brought yeah. it up. Well, Pam, thank you for uh, letting us uh, sure. letting us drop in on you and drop in on you uh, out on Means Dry Lake there at uh, Johnson yeah. Valley at King of the Hammers doing all the work that you know goes into getting getting it ready for the masses to show up. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait for all my peeps to show up. And uh, people are already showing up. The gate's open this morning. So as of this morning, Hammertown front gate is opened up. Not Hammertown, but well, I guess it is Hammertown. King of the Hammers front welcome gate is open 24 hours a day now. It opened last or this morning. Who who was the first race team? Is there a race team there yeah. yet? Um, you know, I have not seen any race teams actually here that are camping already. Brenthal, uh, trophy trucks. I've seen them out here. I don't know what they're doing. I've just seen them like hauling back going by. But they have like, I don't know, four trucks out here or something. But Brenthal's here. I just don't know. No Ultra 4 teams are here yet. Only a trophy truck team. But they are not camping out here. I don't know where they're at. Well, they may just be running back to, to and from town. My money was going to be on James Cantrell was not there yet. So just <laughs> that, that's no where race I was teams at. are here yet. <laughs> no. so, well, Pam, right, thank well, you Pam, so much. Yep. We'll see you. We'll see you in a week. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Super excited. You guys travel safe and thanks for having me on. Yep. We'll catch you later. Thanks, Pam. All right. Bye. Right, bye. Right, Did you really just say toodaloo? I said bye. <laughs> I'll say it to you later too. Toodaloo. Oh my God. Who is this guy? Wow. Crushing it through the schedule. I was glad we were able to pick up Pam there, man. You know, moving down, like I said earlier, no rest for the wicked. I mean, we've talked through Thursday. So now Friday, which is traditionally the ultra four 4,400 day Friday race. It's no longer right. We've, we've, we've bounced those guys. They're on Saturday now. So we've got, We've got the MC man. Yeah, the the four wheel parts every man challenge, and I, I love this class because it can be you know we have three different classes racing at the same time, so it's a little tricky to follow along uh, because they're they're all racing against each other, but they're racing in their own class. Uh, the the stock class is the forty six hundred Spider Track stock class. The forty five hundred class is the Yukon Gear and Axle modified class, and then the uh, the retired Ultra Four cars, the custom built ones, the forty eight hundred Brannick Motorsports Legends class. Those guys are you know. It's almost an ultra four car, but you can only have a single shock per corner, 37 inch uh, maximum DOT tires. Like I said, these three classes are a lot of fun. The stock class may be my favorite to watch. Those guys are insane. They, you know, they can put a, a stock Bronco, a stock uh, Jeep through there and, and race with, with everybody. So I heard rumor there's a guy running a stock forerunner, and I don't know if he's on 31s, but I think he may be on 31s coming out to race. 
Is that are you, talking about, are you talking about Boston Kyle and uh, no, no, Bailey no, no. Cole's old car? No, no, Bailey Cole's old car. No, we're actually we're going to call Kyle. I need to talk to him. Yeah, that's a cool story. We talked about the EMC, the EMC being three classes. It's truly four classes. It just hasn't gotten ironed out yet, that fourth class. But that fourth class, Kyle Seglin. In the EV class. The EV electric class. Vehicle. Yeah, so Ultra 4 is going to have an EV class. We have its first entry this year. It is. It, well, it used to be Bailey Cole's race. Well, let's let, let's him, let him tell us it. Yeah, we'll come here in a minute. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I do need to give him a ring. Uh, I've and actually speaking of Kyle Segler, I've promised that guy. Uh, you know, he's the he's the fellow that he worked for Ultra Four for a long time, and uh, he's one of Dave Cole's right hand guys. You know, he Texas Jesus Matt Fallis and company, and he got an opportunity to go work at Tesla. And Dave basically told, you know, he was like, ah, I'm not, I don't know if I should take it. And Dave was basically like, listen, if you don't take that job, I'm firing you. So uh, either way, you're going to be out of a job. You better, you better take it or, uh, or, or you're fired. But man, and speaking uh, of uh, Texas, Jesus, uh, me and him were texting back the other day. He's got one of his good buddies, uh, Brandon Sloan. Uh, he's going to be racing a, uh, a 4,500 car. It's his daily driver forerunner, and he's converted it to make all the safety rules and he's going to drive it. To the the racetrack. That's what I'd heard. Race King of the Hammers. Okay, yeah, that's forty five hundred. Brandon Sloan, uh, and Texas Jesus has a down here is Sloaner Boner. I don't know if that's his real name or, but uh, forty five hundred <laughs> class in a daily driver car. That's gonna be a fun one. Well, real quick, doesn't doesn't also isn't he the coordinator? Isn't Matt Fallis the coordinator? Texas Jesus the coordinator for the Ultra Three race, the three wheeler yep. race that goes on. This is unofficial. This is it's not in Tuesday or Wednesday night, and those guys I are clowns and have a good I, time I, with it. I probably should have uh, written down some some information about that. It's kind of up the hill. It's basically in the Hammer Heights, but a little bit south of the Hammer Heights. Yeah, right? outside that, of Hammertown, Hammertown, and they basically have a carved out circle, and you they just take their three wheelers and just zing around until somebody falls off. I think. Well, there's definitely. Uno Mas Cerveza in Mas. In Mas. I'm looking for my phone because I would like to look on Instagram because I feel like that there was a time and date on Instagram for that Texas Jesus had listed. listed. So someone who's you know quicker to the uh, punch than me can look that up. Yeah, man. The Ultra 3 three-wheeler race. They've got like a huge green almost let's call it a Christmas tree, 20 foot tall of Christmas lights that they put up. It was green last year anyway, and they run uh, laps around it um, as hard, as fast as possible on like a little Honda seventies or whatever through that you show up with. Uh, they're, they're, in, they're insane to watch around. These guys absolutely, absolutely try to kill themselves. Um, open face helmets. I mean, basically back when men were men, that's who's racing the ultra threes. I mean, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are a piece of work. Well, uh, yeah. With without further ado, let's call uh, let's call Kyle Seglin and let's talk about his EV effort in the uh, in the EMC race. I'm just so interested in kind of what all he's got going. Yeah, good old Boston Kyle. He was one of our core guys for quite a quite a while. Hello, Kyle. Hey, what's up? All right, Boston Kyle. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, Miles. You're a little quiet, but I think I got you. Let me move that. So I, I had to let me throw my phone underneath a, a, a headset so that maybe you can hear him better. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I got you. What's up, Miles? Hey, can't wait to see you guys down there in a couple uh, next week or two weeks. 
Yeah, likewise. So how's uh, how's progress coming on the old Forerunner? And uh, give us just kind of a quick rundown: what you got, what you, how'd you make it, how many butt connectors you, you had to put on this thing, and uh, how are you making <laughs> this thing electric? So um, it all started with I just wanted to you know my, I had a Forerunner that's a three liter and it, it got all messed up and I was I wanted to do an electric crawler and then um, I heard that there's going to be an EV class and I was like oh geez well I, I gotta go racing then. Dave, uh, actually, his old Forerunner, we didn't have enough time to make a new race car from scratch. So I, I started to convert his Forerunner. Basically, we took the 22R out. We, we we took a Nissan Leaf and stripped it. That motor fit pretty well between the fenders. And we just came up with an adapter, just like that. It's pretty basic, but it goes straight to the Toyota transmission. And then we made uh, battery racks. And we, we, we set the batteries a little different in our own custom racks. And they're going to slide in and out of the bed so we can swap them at pit. And uh, we got some extra batteries so that we can make it all day, you know, and uh, have the batteries charging at pit while the car is on course. And then we come back and we'll swap them again. And it, I mean, it's, it's relatively simple, really. There's, uh, uh, you know, just nuts and bolts, I suppose. <laughs> How far can you make it on a single charge with, uh, you know, is it one or two batteries or? So we, we have three in total. We have two of the sort of uh, the, the low range style that it's from the typical Nissan Leaf. We have one that's from a brand new model Nissan Leaf um, that has about triple the range of the standard battery. We can hold two standard batteries in the bed of the truck at once, or we can hold one high capacity battery at once. We don't actually know what our range is. That's kind of why we wanted to do this thing is that we can, we can, you know, bench race all day about this, but we don't actually know how far a kilowatt of juice is going to take a 5,000 pound forerunner with 35 inch tires through Johnson Valley. Well, we, we just don't, we don't have hard data yet. So we, we can't wait to find out, but we, we hope for one mile per kilowatt hour as an average. And if we got that, then we're all set. We can run all day. No problem. How awesome. fun. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier before we called you that, you know, you're, you're, you work for Tesla, but this isn't, you know, what you're doing isn't, you know, associated with them, but what you are doing is absolutely groundbreaking in our sport. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's something that we've been talking about I mean, uh, with, with Dave or uh, any of the guys that I was, you know, around Ultra 4 around the fire. We've been talking about it for years. And it was just, you know, it's finally Nissan Leafs were cheap enough that I could get the parts and <laughs> kind of just kind of went for it. You know, I mean, definitely the class being open is why I chose to, to go ahead and make a car. Uh, originally, I was just going to convert my crawler just for fun. But then, bam, now we got a stage or, or a race, you know, an actual class. Like, let's do it. Yeah. And if you are racing in your own class, I mean, you should win this thing, right? <laughs> I guess you just gotta, yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we'll go about 20 feet and shut her down. We've made it the farthest. We got it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the way I kind of see it is, you know, we, we, we really want competition for sure. I won't really call it like a win, you know, per se, if I'm the only car in the class, but I'd be really interested to see the times that, the, that we can put out compared to the 4,600 guys. It is a 4,600 car or it was. We didn't change anything on the suspension or drivetrain except for obviously the electric motor. We did add about a thousand pounds of batteries in the bed, and the motor wow. really only makes a little bit more torque than the 22R, but the same hundred horsepower. So I wouldn't say we got a big advantage, really. If anything, we added a lot of weight. So I'm interested to see what the times are and the rub rub, uh, rub elbows with the 4600 guys out there. It's gonna be it's gonna have a lot, it's gonna have a lot of fun. Well, they won't hear you coming. That's one thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's quieter than a V8 for sure, but it it makes a noise though. It's actually it's it's pretty good. I, 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 it's louder than I thought it would. How long does it take you to swap a battery in the pits? Again, 
So we're not exactly sure. Another thing from the beginning we wanted to talk about, you know, from the outset was safety uh, for our team. So our pit strategy is not going to be, we're not going to be ferociously swapping them as fast as possible. We're going to bring the car in. We're going to shut everything down. We're going to check everything. Everyone's going to have PPE on, uh, correct uh, high voltage gloves. And we're just going to take our time and swap it correctly. No problem. So we, we'll probably take, we can easily do it in inside 10 minutes. No problem. Tighter if we if we kind of hustle a little. Okay, so 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 normal ish. Yeah, yeah, sweet. We could, we could probably get it down to a two minute swap if we really if we really tried. Well, I, I saw a video. You guys have driven it. It's running. This isn't like uh, there's no like you. Know, it's not a concept, or you're not totally you know, end all be all thrashing. But you know we're in the the last week before departure for the hammers. What are you guys yeah. lacking? Are you guys lacking anything? Well, I wouldn't say no. I we we could feasibly everything we need to do we could technically do on the lake bed. So we're 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 looking pretty good um, today and tomorrow. Finishing up some some more battery racks. We're gonna have eight in total. So uh, we we have like the last two to build. But I mean we're we're just making more of the same. We don't we're not figuring out anything new. So we're just gonna execute a full, few more battery racks. Wire in the some of the the battery management system stuff. All stuff we've already done before. We just need to repeat it. Yeah, start start getting the trailer ready and kind of that that kind of that sort of thing. Get our spares all in order. Get our tools set out. What we want to bring. That's that's where we're at right now. So we're in a pretty good spot. Do you do you have a uh, a hammer's address, a hammer garage address at this point? No, we're gonna we're actually gonna we, we thought about it and we're gonna stay outside of Hammertown. We're gonna be uh, camping at Orabama. It's the it's oh, we have the, the greatest camp ever. Uh, it, it's it, it's the one with the really big TP, the LED TP with the trike race uh, that goes around it. That's where our that's where our race team is going to pit out of, and that's our camp. Uh, if you if anybody sees the the large LED TP, it's it's right by Hammertown. It's up the rise a little bit. Go check us out Tuesday night. We've got a big trike race. We want everyone to come and have fun. We have uh, Ultra we have Three. A lot of fun up there. No kidding. We were just talking about it just as just not in three minutes before we called you, we were talking about the ultra three, yeah. uh, three wheeler race. And I tried to describe it. TP is a better description. I described it as a very large lit up Christmas tree of lights is like a pole, yeah. with, but TP is a good one. And it's kind of a, a little bit South of the, of the hammer Heights, which would be just to the West of Hammertown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we have a great, uh, big race on Tuesday. Hey, you don't even need to bring your trike. We got trikes there. We got trikes in the helmets. Show <laughs> up and you're racing, man. We're going to have a, anybody who wants to get on a trike is more than encouraged. We have a lot of fun. So come on up and, and enjoy it with us. Yeah. You don't yeah. even need to bring your own open face helmet, but do bring your own beer. Oh yeah. That's, that's typically the idea for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, participate in the party. Bring the I'm so excited to see an EV take the start at King of the Hammers and I'll be, you know, absolutely cheering you on to see you guys, uh, get a finish an EV vehicle, finishing the single hardest one day race in the world. I think that opens up a bunch of doors and it's going to open up a bunch of eyes for the future. Yeah. And, and we're proud of yeah. you, buddy. That, good for you for stepping in, stepping up, man. That's a, that's a cool thing, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, it's it's been a team effort. I could not have done this by myself. Uh, the, the, the Will Spec Garage team. I mean, I, I, I can't say enough about Charlie, about Will, about Jeff, and all the other guys who've helped out so much. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's it's really exciting. We can't wait to get some real data, and then hopefully figure out how we want to build the next one. Which you know, I want to build something faster. You know, so um, <laughs> this is a great. We're having a lot of fun. It's it's really cool. Well, it sounds like it. Like I said, I started following you guys on uh, on Instagram after 
think somebody tipped me off to the EV and I was like, I've got to check this out. I've got to check this out. And that's, so have you uh, talked to your boss much, Elon? Oh, no, I, uh, I'm on the manufacturing <laughs> side, so I don't, I, I'd love, you know, we don't, I don't really get to talk to, um, like, you know, like research and development or anything with the vehicles and stuff. Uh, I haven't, I, no, I've, I've never talked to Elon. That'd be cool though. <laughs> but I think he should yeah, talk to no, you. I, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I mean, I happen to work at Tesla, but I'm, I'm in the, the, uh, the industrial side we're, we're, we're just, I'm just building the cars. I'm not in like the, the research side of things. So. Hey, that's okay. But, yeah. I can see you, you know, you racing a cyber trophy truck next year. I'm pulling for you. We're going to get this set up. <laughs> Sounds cool. I'm, I'm in. Thank you, Kyle, for letting us call you and, uh, and, and talk to us about this new class. Uh, that is this, uh, it's a class of one. You're in a class all by yourself. Uh, that's how classy you are, your own class and seeing <laughs> somebody show up with an EV at KOH. It's been talked about forever. But here it and, is. And it's really cool. And, and you're going to have more wins than Wyatt ever has. Probably. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, 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 this should be uh, kind of locked in for the first one, hopefully. I'd love to see some competition, though. That'd be great. But hopefully, definitely the next one. I hope so. So we'll see. Well, awesome. Well, we Kyle, we'll see you here uh, in a week, okay? Absolutely. Thanks so much, All guys. Right. Awesome talking yep, to you. See you in the light, bud. Later, buddy. Right. Later on. Man, that guy's he's crazy and awesome at the same time. Like, I think. I think that it, he embodies the off-road rock crawler, rock sports mentality of you can't tell me I can't do it. I am pushing the envelope in every aspect of it. Yeah, I like what he's and, doing with you. And his backstory is cool. I mean, he's from the East Coast, kind of gypsied out to California, accidentally bumped into Texas Jesus, started working for Dave, was a part of the core team. Now he's at Tesla building an electric race car. I mean – Good, good on Kyle. That's awesome. So as we're sitting here talking about the EMC, this will be the 10th running of the EMC. That's, that's awesome. I mean, four old parts, I think it's been there from the beginning and, uh, you know, making it happen. And yeah, to, 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 you know, to have the three different classes, the stock class, the modified, the legends, like it, it's a and cool principle. It, yeah. And now the EV, but it's just cool to have so many different options to race on, on, you know, whether it's budgets, restraints, or, you know, all, all the different situations to, to just give everybody a class to come out and have fun and enjoy the uh, ultra four lifestyle. It's a, it's a great setup. Yeah. And we, we go back in history and we can remember when Dave said at one time, there will never be more than one class. Yeah. And, there and we here are. we are living yeah. it. So we, we, we really haven't talked car counts before we kind of move on to the next thing that we've got to talk about as we talk about car counts, car counts were hovering around 600 yesterday. Yeah. Well over 500. They're sniffing six, sniffing 600. Last year we were around five and a quarter. So car counts are up this year, which is amazing. The biggest thing that I, that I heard out of, you know, our, the people that feed stuff into our ears is last year, 13 desert vehicles this year. Over a hundred. Well, over, well, I'm not counting all the UTVs, but I'm talking like, oh, are, okay. Are they over? Are, I don't I think they're sniffing a hundred. They're sniffing a hundred. I mean, it'd be cool if, you know, Herp shows up with five trophy trucks, like fish, you know, fish said, I mean, granted there's been, you know, the millions dropping out. I mean, that's a little different, but we're talking about more cars on the lake bed than ever. Ever. And we're all going to be wearing masks. Uh, At yeah. least it'll look better. Well, uh, yeah, you'll look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time has come 
for us to wrap up this show. You know, we're going to sign off. Fun, yeah, we're done. Ha, bullshit. <laughs> this is the part of the show where it gets good because we're going to talk 4400s. This is the one where the big daddies, the guys that run it all, we're going to talk about the unlimited four-wheel drives. We're going to talk about our boy Josh Blyler, who, who won last year. We're going to talk about our boy Marcos, who should have won, and then talent talent tank hit empty about three miles out. We're going to talk about Eric Miller. He's you know back, going to back up a third place. He but he was national champion uh, this year, which we won't talk about how Josh Blyler blew that in Oklahoma. But man, <laughs> we might. <laughs> yeah, we can. But, but yeah, this is uh, this is the big show. This is the 2021 Optima Batteries King of the Hammers presented by Lasernut. This is the big show, the big dance. This is what the whole week builds to, and it's going to be amazing I, I can't wait to get this is the this is where it goes cruise control this is where it gets fun this is where it gets exciting and I, I just can't wait for you know it's gonna be on saturday this year it's gonna be crazy yeah i don't know man saturday so as you guys heard earlier in the show i'm watching this from my couch at home because of how good the live show is uh, it's you know like watching the super bowl i'm not willing to pay that kind of money to go watch the super bowl but i do like i do like football so i do like watch i will watch at home which the super bowl is the next day and isn't that the, the Chiefs are playing that day, right? Come on, Miles. <laughs> Come on. Like, that's like such a loaded question. I'm surprised I'm just, you're. No. I'm a bandwagon fan. Chris Summers is a real fan. <laughs> and he's a Texan. Yeah, he, he kind of he gave up on his cowgirls. Man, <laughs> so 4,400 car counts were right around 100. Yeah, already. right around 100. I believe uh, there's roughly 10 LCQs. Yep. And. And, you know, you show up, you're probably going to get in. That's happened before too, right? There'll be some yeah, scratches. Sure. You know, last year we had some, uh, some drama, drama around the finish. There was some timing issues. Those have all been worked out since uh, last year. We've got USAC on board. USAC USAC's is been huge and it's made my job so much easier. Man, they videotape. They're videoing every, I say tape. It's not tape anymore. It's, that's an old hangover uh, or old hangover, right? It's uh. <laughs> They're videoing, they're videoing the start finish line. And so they have time and they're, they're taking, and they're also taking time so they can cross check the times that they're, that your timer supposedly tripped the wire and cross check it with your car. And if, or if your car goes across and there wasn't a trigger, then they know that your transponder's off and they can still use the time. So they've built in some redundancies. I think there was some redundancies in the past, but they, they still, we had some failures, but this year, hopefully there's. No drama. There is always drama. I shouldn't say that. There will always be some drama. Oh, there will be for sure. It's, it's racing. We're, you know, adult human, basically women that strap on helmets and then go <laughs> bash each other's bumpers out in the desert. Man, Miles, who do you think is in your favorites to, to, to win this thing? So everybody always asks me that and I hate it because I don't want to have a favorite because everybody's my favorite. But who could win this race? Anybody. Um, a, a past king, no doubt about it. They've proved it. They've been there. Do, they're done that. So I'm not going to be redundant on that. Who hasn't won it that will win it or could win it? There, that's a long list. Uh, but top of that list is going to be is going to be Paul Horschel, Tom Ways, Levi Shirley, uh, any of the Gomez brothers. I mean, we have such a stacked list of of guys out there that you know I, I can't name them all because it would be almost all of them. But it's it's going to be a show, and they're they're going to have to earn it. And just like every year, you have to have luck on your side. It doesn't matter how well you've pre-ran, how well you've got your pits set up. 
it comes down to race day. You have to get lucky on certain situations. And, and, and it used to be a, you know, a race to, it's a long race. Don't get me wrong, but it's a sprint of a long race. Now you can't just, you know, lallygag and, and, and get lackadaisical. You have to, you have to run. Well, I've described it, or maybe I've heard it described, and I've adopted this. I'm not sure wh- which one. If the, if I don't think I'm original on this one, but described as ten thousand drag races. I, I love that one because and, that's what it is. And you're drag racing from rock to rock, and you're trying to win every single drag race. And you know, a drag racer they re- rebuild their motors every you know two three runs or less. <laughs> we got to run ten thousand, and then if you're, you know, in theory, you should still be able to run after that, unless you're Josh Blyler and you roll on back door and you lose all your oil, right? then the you, then you really when you're only in the lead. have, yeah. When you're in the lead, then you really only have about a three quarters of a mile and you're still going to bake your motor, but you get the scepter. That's good. Right, so I, I did, I, I get that. I get hit with that too. Like why, who are your picks? And these never age well, but I'm going to give them anyway because they don't age well. If I, I didn't pick, have a uh, Waylon Campbell on there, and if Bailey Campbell was racing, I'd put him, her on there too. And don't forget, uh, Cameron Steele—he was leading this race. He, yeah, he, the list goes on. There uh, were so many driver changes last year. It it was it was Dave didn't need to sell you the full seat; he only needed to sell you the front edge because you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. That's why I said when I walked in the door from uh, from California last time, I literally cut that last 20, 30 minutes of the race, and I stood the entire time like ah. So man, my top three for forty four hundred. I think. I mean, I think there's any. Just like you said, that there's there's a bunch that could win. Um, I'm gonna say there's probably twenty. It could be anyone. You know, I'd love to see like a Tom Ways up there. But at really, it takes like you said, stars aligning. Paul Horschel, he, he's my guy. I think you know Paul's gonna race in the TT race or the T one race. We'll correct that in, in a class or a B one race. A, a B one. Yeah, uh, he's he's gonna be out there in that. Horschel missed the podium four times this year by less than 30 seconds. He's to me, he seems real consistent. Josh Blyler, Josh is definitely, you know, uh, a guy there, but I think, you know, a Campbell car, I'd like, I, I can see a Campbell car up there. I could see it being Ryan Miller in Bailey's car. I, you know, of course I want to cool. see Bailey, Bailey, uh, Bailey Campbell win. Um, I think she, I think no offense, Waylon. I know you're listening. I think your sister wins before you do next time. So, <laughs> and, and how cool would it be to have a queen of the hammers just for just for everything? I mean, we almost had it last year. Bailey was yep. so, Bailey and Ryan were so close, and they had was a power steering pump. Uh, the a water the, pump pulley it was a water pump pulley liberated itself, and that was it. I mean, that's all she wrote. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, Ryan Miller. He's over in the Campbell camp. He's still filling in uh, driving duties in you know for Bailey Campbell because she is with child you know i come along her and brian crofts are expecting yeah, another and, month or so i think yeah it's real soon and then um of course brian cross he's in you know campbell car he's a very formal competitor in that car learning that car well but then man i i put it into it's a toss-up for me the miller pro chassis between josh blyler and eric miller those two together i think josh is the cleaner driver at the end of the day but eric can push I think Eric hard. Push. Yeah. Like harder. Than, like, I don't even know how he drives some of the time in, in a solid axle. Like how are his eyes still focusing on what's in front of him by how that, that paint shakers riding. And, <laughs> and then outside of that, it could be anybody's day in a UFO car. If you are, yes. if you're racing a Joe Thompson UFO car, it could it easily be your day. And you know, the guys that are in those cars, right. You've got, you know, the, all the Gomez brothers, uh, you got Wyrick in there. You've got, 
Jaron Gunter. Jaron Gunter. Uh, Brian Caprera has that brand new one. It is not racing as as of now, I don't believe. Uh, he has his other car locked locked and loaded, and, and, and he's that's like, a if it's not 100%, I'm not racing it. He said it's not 100% as of yet, so I don't think he'll be racing it, but he, you know, we'll, time will tell, but I wish it was. I love that car. Man, 4,400. So then when we talk about total mileage, we don't have total mileage yet. Yeah, last year was 212. I think this one may be a little longer. I think there's there's three laps, if I'm not mistaken, and lap three is going to be gnarly. All the rock trails with no pits on that last lap. And then going down that new King's Graveyard, it's going to be a testament. This is – last year, you know, there was a lot of talk, this race is easy. This year is not going to be easy. Yeah, I try, I, I've looked up uh, – and I, I suck at trail names over there in that part of the world – but uh, King's Graveyard is basically the south, towards the south end of the course, so the south end of the rock trails, but on the back side of that saddle. So if you're standing in Hammertown and you look towards the sunrise, you see the saddle kind of at the end of the mountain range. You see that saddle on the south end. You kind of go over that, and then you make a left, and you will find the entrance at the bottom of King's Graveyard. Now, those guys are coming down that. And it's going to be gnarly, and maybe at night. I want <laughs> I don't wish this on anybody, but someone gets broken in there, they are traction. Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting. It's gonna get it's gonna get fun for us. <laughs> Do we know uh, about the first point that they hit first rock trails? It's got to be after the first seventy. Right, we're, we're gonna get seventy six miles of desert probably. The, so the normal desert, the first desert loop, similar from my understanding, and then all of the major rock trails are up. But it's a guessing game. I mean, lots of people have put out their their ideas because we know the trails. We just don't know how they're aligned. And and I don't think anybody's going to know it. Nobody is going to know it until Thursday, the 28th at noon, if I'm not mistaken, And which I think is cool. I think it kind of equals the playing ground a little bit. Go out there and pre-run, pre-run, pre-run. But you don't know where you're pre-running. And I, I think that's fair for the people that are coming from the Millers and everybody coming from all the way out east. I mean – I'm, I have a, actually have a different opinion of that. We actually know every rock trail. We know the rock trail names and we know the direction they are available. And if you're going to pre-run rocks, that's what you need to be pre-run. You need to pre-run that list in, in those directions. Correct. Now, what order they come in, that's anybody's guess, right? And I guess it doesn't matter. You're right. If you can pre-run the rock section, that's, that's where it's won and lost. I mean, you can tumble a desert and lose a race. Don't get me wrong, but the the rock trails, if you can pre-run them and get out there and do it, do it. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun day. I feel like you just con- conjured up your Nick Nelson, your inner Nick Nelson there with you could tumble in the desert, in the open desert and lose it all. <laughs> Poor Nick last year in his, uh, his trophy truck, his T1. Man, I still feel bad for him. God, it was a heartbreaker. Well, you know, that, that all said, I think – this calls for one thing. There's only one thing that could. could, could Are you make- going to do another butt dial? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's call. I don't know, man. Who who in the who in the who in our picks would we call? I would call. I don't know, Big man. B? Big B. I think we call call the current reigning current king. king, Josh Blyler. Let's see if Josh Blyler answers. Who knows? Maybe I should have texted him, told him we were going to call him. That that would have helped. Now people are driving in their car. Or we could leave them a fun voicemail. Yeah. Hi, this is Joshua Big B. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. Thanks. Well, looky who we got calling in here. Did we get Mr. Josh Weiler? 
Yep, gotcha. Sorry I missed you, Ben. Tag, you're it. <laughs> Tag, you're it. Well, you've got Miles. You got Wyatt. And everybody, we've got the former, the, the current. I almost said former. That'd be terrible, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, the current <laughs> defending 4,400 king of the hammers, Josh Blyler of Big B Motorsports racing out of Pennsylvania. How are you doing, Josh? How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. So, so one quick question, Josh. Uh, would you have answered if I would have called first? Or what are you doing? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Miles actually wanted to ask what you're wearing. <laughs> 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 well it's awkward but okay so hey so here we are we've kind of done uh we, we've actually made it through the entire week talking about king of the hammers about each of the classes racers in each class you know strategies covid all that jazz but we've we've came to the culmination right this is this is the pinnacle of the week this is the saturday race this is the 4400s this is the unlimited four-wheel drive cars this is what everybody you know, buys tickets for to come see, to see you guys run. You're the com- current defending king. A, a, amazing run last year. Uh, you, you've had an amazing year. We did kind of talk about you, what happened to you in October in Oklahoma and missing a turn and actually end up giving up the national championship to, uh, to your buddy, uh, Eric Miller. That's, mm-hmm. I'm sure that still stings a little. So I know we know you are motivated to come back with a vengeance. You want to back up that, uh, that 4,400 win and keep that scepter, you know, above the mantle there at the, at the old Casa. What's the plan? Well, uh, that all sounds great, but, uh, to be honest, it's probably very far from the truth. I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be awesome to back it up and bring that thing back home, but it's not really the way I am, I guess, you know, to, to win this thing was so far out of my expectations that it, it just still seems like a fairy tale. So, you know, we're, our plan is probably very unconventional. You know, we're going to go to this race and race it like we've raced every single race we've ever entered. Uh, you know, we're going to go there to finish. You know, we're going to take chances when needed, but for the most part, run conservative, keep the car together. It's a long race. You know, when Dave listed the, the trails we were going to be racing on, you know, he just kept saying up. It was up everything. So it's, I think it's going to be a brutal long race, uh, a lot of carnage, and you need to make it to the, to the end before you can even think about winning the thing. So that's how we're going to attack it. We just want to go for a finish and uh, see where, where it shakes out. So with all the rock trails up, that should favor the Miller Pro chassis. Absolutely. Uh, this is our kind of deal. You know, the, the fast desert stuff is fun. It's a blast, but it's not really, these cars don't do bad at it, but if that's what I was going to do all day long, I would certainly pick a different weapon. So these, these cars love rocks. They they love tight. They love technical. So we're gonna, it's, it's our kind of gig for sure. And speaking about the Miller car, how's uh, how's your dad's car coming? Great. We just, uh, those cars got loaded up this morning at noon, actually, and they're headed west. They're, uh, they're whatever, it's about seven o'clock, so they're seven hours deep across the country. So what? Uh, how much drive time do you have in the car? Because you guys just finished it, right? I mean, you started from a bare chassis and built it all the way up. Yeah, that thing has not driven further than about 30 feet. <laughs> build it um you know for all intents and purposes it's the same car as the other three mechanically it's exactly the same we made a lot of electrical changes we put a motec system in this thing and 
really try to jazz it up and give it technology. So there's there's a lot of unknowns, and that's why we're leaving so early. We want to go out there and get some miles on this thing and work out some bugs and hopefully have it ready to rip. Are you gonna Are you gonna drive it when you uh, shock uh, shock tune it? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ignore my friend Miles here with uh, such a loaded question. We know we, we know what happened with uh, your last new car that you guys brought to the hammers and shock tuned. It didn't it didn't end well. It did not at all. Nope. You know that's the car that we totaled that car two years ago. It was brand new. Took it to the desert. You know, just being a bunch of jackasses and wanted the thing up shock tuning. Totally my fault. Nobody else's fault. But you know, took that car home, rebuilt it over a year. The first race it ever really entered, well, the first race it absolutely ever entered was King of the Hammers 2020. And it so, won. We know the history there, right? It won. It did It did a great job. It, it came back and was, was ready to do its thing. So with that, with what you guys have going and kind of the, the, the plan and the strategy, I don't find your plan to be unconventional. I do still put you guys' uh, favorites based on your calm, cool collectedness behind the wheel. Uh, a lot of the course preparedness. preparedness and a lot of the a lot of the rock trails are up. Um, I, I do. I, th- I find that's going to favor you guys and, uh, and the ability to the, the steering that you guys have, uh, the angle that you guys can get out of your front axles um, steering in the rocks. I think it, you guys are going to be heavily favored. Do you have any concerns about any of the new trails that uh, have had their names dropped? This, this King graveyard thing, to be honest with you, we talked about it and we're figuring on getting there. We'll be there by Monday unload the cars and head straight there and go give it a rip. You know, I've never been on it, drove, drove past it, you know, knowing where it's at and, and hearing where it's at, you know, seeing Cody Wagner's footage of those guys driving on it. So it's, it's interesting. The, the name I take offense in that's hurtful, but <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it is what it is. And I'm excited to go do it. It's something new. I've never been on it. So we're going to, we're going to go, drive around and see what we can do. And are you taking four cars? I'd assume. Do you have both your old cars for pre-runners? Yes. Yep. So that's yep. the idea. We're going to pound the piss out of those two things and try to, you know, we got to get some miles on the new car, you know, just to make sure we got the bugs worked out. But other than that, try to keep the two race cars kind of clean and pristine and ready to go on race day. You know, the whole COVID thing screwed us up a little bit. You know, traditionally what we did was we'd go right from Reno nationals, and we'd go up to Johnson Valley and, and toy around for a week. And that was our pre-run trip with Reno not happening this year. And, and Oklahoma was the nationals race. That's only halfway across the country. So we talked about it as a group and said, man, we're only halfway there. It's kind of silly. We're in the middle of building this new car. Let's skip the pre-run trip at the end of the year, get this new car done, go out to hammers a week early and, and do our pre-run there. Makes sense. That system works if you have two spare cars. It doesn't work to go there for a week and pound the piss out of them and then expect them to race without a tremendous amount of work on your hands. Yeah, absolutely fair. Hey, I, I, I want to jump back to uh, uh, King's Graveyard. I absolutely will start calling that thing the Kingmaker if uh, if you back up your win. Um, we can change the name of that. You know, the, there's not a trail out there that can't have the name, the, the name changed on it. Right. Well, maybe backdoor, but all the rest, I mean, <laughs> it, if you call this, you know, th- there's, there will be a trail that will be named King breaker at some point. I'm, I'm sure of it, but you can also buy, buy, you know, my words right now. I mark my words. We'll make a new trail somewhere out there called the King maker. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I, I like that. So as you guys, you guys wrap this up. Your cars, your four cars already already left out. They're going to get there. Your plans, you're going to be there uh, 
what on the 25th today right monday monday <laughs> yes that is correct yep so th- this airs you'll be on the lake bed by the time this airs or or, or very close to well that's that th- that is exciting now is your hammertown address very similar to where it has been in the past down in south hammertown yes the location is the same it's now 205 laser nut instead of 205 savvy but same same location just different name Gotcha. Okay. And that, that's the quiet, that's the quiet side of town, right? You know, that it has HOA dues. <laughs> folks, <laughs> yeah, are, folks are yelling, get off my lawn. It's the old guy side, I guess, but no, we like it over there. It's nice and quiet. You don't get disturbed. You know, the media people like miles, they generally get lost and don't find you. So it's kind of <laughs> relaxing. If you're getting there on Monday, have you guys already done your COVID test? Yeah, well, actually we, we kind of lucked out. I guess you call it luck. Uh, right, right around Christmas, it hit the race shop and it pretty much ran through all of us. Uh, so we all had it. I think there's three guys on my core group that did not get it and they just went and got their test today and came back negative. So they're good to go. But for the rest of us, the COVID was kind of a golden ticket. We got it, got it out of the way, really didn't affect us. Just kind of got it. Would have never dreamt of going and even being tested. But then we found the loophole that if you had a previous positive, you don't need to get tested. So there was our golden ticket and we took advantage of that. Excellent. 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 Well, uh, have you talked to, uh, your brother, Eric Miller about his efforts? Yeah, I know they're stroking and, and getting things done. The, I don't know a lot of specifics, but I know they're, they're doing what Miller camp does and, and they'll be ready for sure. Awesome. Well, Josh, I didn't have more questions for you. I don't want to jinx share or get you to release any secret sauce. I don't know that there is any, but you, know, you certainly had an amazing run last year and you've been you know, one of the best drivers out there the last four or five years. So, man, thank you for coming on. You know, even just a little quick glimpse behind the curtain about you and the happy pappy number two and kind of what your strategy is and how long you guys will be on the lake bed. I mean, you guys are going to be formidable. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the call and, and there's certainly no secret sauce to our program. I mean, we're, you know, our kind of standing motto is average, average guys having above average fun. And, and really that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, we're, we're having a blast. It's, it's all friends and buddies and we're doing this because we really enjoy it. And it's just, it's really neat to be part of something that so few people in the world ever get to experience and we're living it. So it's, it's just, it's a dream. I love it. And you're, you guys, and you guys are good folks. I mean, that's, I, I like to see good people doing good things. Well, Josh, good luck. I'll see you here in a week, man. Exciting. And thank you for letting us, uh, pick, pick your brain here for a few minutes tonight. Not a problem guys. We'll uh, see you on the lake bed and we'll go have some fun. All right. We'll catch All right, you later. All right. Later, All right see you guys. Later. Class act. Humble, humble. That dude's awesome. And so yeah, his, his, his plan. <laughs> I know everyone's going, Oh, he's, you know, Josh is a winner. He wants to go out and win for sure. Uh, but yeah, so does everybody, but so does everybody, but you know, he has the capability to win, but he's so humble about how he does it and how he goes about it. And, and their I, program is so well ran. I mean, they are prepared to the T how, how, what do you think about that? That their whole race shop had had, had the COVID already. That's uh yeah, that's uh, that's wild. I'm, I guess that's good. Maybe that plays in. Maybe that's a plays into their hand. <laughs> All the rest <laughs> of us are stressing because <laughs> I haven't taken my test yet. I'll take it in a week, I guess, somewhere in there and then, uh, and then fly. Wow. Yeah, I'll be taking mine anytime though. So we cruise through it miles, man. We're there. We have, uh, we have gotten there. We've gone through everything. 
You know one thing that we didn't talk about? Money. Money, money, money. Show me the money. Purses. Over a half a million dollars in cash prizes heading out to the racers. Like that's that's a lot of money. That's incredible. That's oh, awesome. half a million. And yeah, you know, I know I think we talked about purse a little bit with fish when we were talking the desert stuff. And we're he was, you know, shocked as we were that we haven't seen a just a massive influx of desert cars showing up for the chance at you know, purses that they've never seen before. Well, I mean here we are. We may be surprised, you know, that, that 600 car count may be 700 by the time uh, it's all said and done. Could you imagine in 2007, 13 cars ran this race in yes. 2008, was it 75 in 2009, Something. they capped it at, I think a hundred. And then here we are, we're racing almost every day of the week, starting and it's for starting days, Saturday yeah. to Saturday. Saturday. So eight so days, eight days straight. Man, oh man, oh man. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you all for uh giving Miles and myself, gosh, damn near three hours of your time. That will make it the longest talent tank show ever in history. This is yeah, the thank you and sorry. Yeah, thank you and sorry. Uh <laughs> listen to our sorry asses. Thank you to RCV Performance, rcvperformance.com, our boy Ricky Berry over there supporting the show. We support him. I mean, unbreakable axles. Those guys, literally, their their motto is the strongest axle on the planet. Thank you to them for uh, for everything and making this show possible. Thank you to Miles for taking time away from his family. To, thank you to all the all the people that we called in, called out, called on, and everyone that uh, I need a special thank you to Dave Cole and a special thank you to uh, Alan Johnson. Not because I love them because of Ultra 4, but because of all of the SHIT I've put them through, asking them and hounding them for information to make sure that what I give out on this show that you just listened to is the latest and greatest, the best. We know things are dynamic. We know things are shifting and changing. And they're just, making it happen. And those guys are making it happen. And on that note, don't be that guy. You're an ambassador for the sport. You're an ambassador for this race family. Don't give the other side or anyone ammunition to shut us down this time around. Let's mask up as much as every single one of us hates it. And we you know, just despise the whole thing. We got to do what we got to do and we'll persevere and move forward. I look forward to seeing all the new champions. You know, some of them, I hope they're the same champion. I won't be disappointed if Josh Blyler wins again, uh, but I'd like to see a new, a, a new guy. I'd like to see some guys that maybe haven't won yet. I'd like to see that not underdogs, just different. Um, but that said, there's a bunch of former Kings that are beginning for him. Like a Randy Slauson. I mean, yeah. the, there, there's, it, it feels deep. Jason it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. So guys, Hey, if, uh, out on the lake bed, you see miles, uh, you know, give him that slap for me. And, uh, if you see me, uh, Hey, come do come, the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, come give elbows or knucks or whatever it is uh, that we find to be the the appropriate thing. Um, love love talking to everybody. Love meeting everybody. Uh, love the stories, and um, and I will be there doing planning for uh, what the spring season looks like to give you guys all nothing but the the latest, greatest, best characters and uh, people in Ultra Four racing and the stories behind the scenes. All right, Miles, you ready? All in good fun. All right. See y'all on the late bed. See you on the late bed. Hashtag KOH2021. The RCV uh, pre-show here. Done. We out. Boom. Boom. 
Thank you for listening and taking a dive into the Talent Tank. Please like and subscribe on Instagram at the Talent Tank or our website, thetalenttank.com.